What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 583rd episode of hey! the Pokemon Podcast. <laughs> Ye old 583. Easy to remember. My name is Steve. With me is Hannah. I, I am here. I finished the DLC <laughs> and I liked it a whole lot more than I, I thought I would. I'm excited. Oh. Mm. Uh, Greg, also here. I am also here. I also finished the DLC. I hate it with every fiber of my being. Uh, I am also here, and I loved the DLC, <laughs> and we will be talking <laughs> about the DLC after the break. <laughs> so, no one has to stress out right now. You can continue driving your car forward, or maybe backwards. Or backwards. Really- <laughs> hey, do what you want with your car. It's your car. No rules apply. <laughs> Live your best life in your car or running on a treadmill. <laughs> Whatever you're doing while you're listening to this podcast, keep enjoying it. Uh, we got a little bit of news and then we're going to take a break and then we're going to talk about the DLC and then uh, just the structure of it. Like the first part of the DLC will just be like the updates, like some of that stuff you don't even need to buy the DLC to experience. And then the other part will be the story. It's been out for about a week. Came out Tuesday night. This podcast goes up on Monday. This podcast will probably be longer than the entire story, so if you haven't finished it by then, uh, you know, just maybe... <laughs> Not maybe, wrong. Maybe hit the pause button or something, I don't know. <laughs> you can come back to it, come back to it. I, I don't think waiting a whole week to talk, another whole week to talk about it is, I don't know, you're listening to a Pokemon podcast probably because... You consume Pokemon things. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot to consume. Uh, okay, let's talk off. Uh, talk about the first bit. Where are my notes? Uh, let's talk about the first bit of news. Our Pokemon sleep check-in, as we've been doing for the last, like, six weeks. Did you guys get your mime or your mime junior that debuted in the last week? Nope. I got a mime junior. Also, I've noticed that my... Sleep has now just decided to decide when I went to sleep and when I woke up, regardless of what buttons I hit. It's just like, nah, you only slept this much. That's not accurate, but <laughs> fine. Whatever. Like today, I did not wake up until nine. It's like, oh, you woke up at 830. No, no, I, I rolled over, opened my eyes at nine and hit the button. But maybe, sure. Maybe, just maybe there's probably too much movement. You do you, friend. Not, not seeing enough movement. Hannah, did you get your mime? I did not. I've been at the beach, and I've been getting better sleep than I have almost in the rest of my entire life, and I have not found a mime or a mime junior at all, and that's you fine. Get, you get you need worse sleep so the nightmare horror that is Mr. Mime shows up. That's yeah, the that's thing. very You possible. have to have bad sleep so the horror monster comes. You're sleeping too good. Uh, I got I'm a Mr. Right mime. Not or I got a I got a mime junior. He was not hungry, so I had to throw multiple biscuits i threw multiple biscuits because i was like i bet i'm not gonna get another one and i did i did not so i have one now apparently uh new pokemon are coming they said that in the app they also said to celebrate with us you can spend 50 dollars if you would like Ugh. on what what is that bundle called <laughs> it's le- i'm not exaggerating it is a legit a 50 dollar bundle mm-hmm. <laughs> it is kind of insane. I don't um, understand why they think these are reasonable prices for boxes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is it is it is called the 100 million Pokemon Befriend Bundle Medium, which is 20 great biscuits, 6 friend incense, which are kind of like some of the better ones. 
hard candy small 10, hard candy medium 3, which I don't know how rare the candy stuff is because they've given a lot in the last month, but I, I literally just had to spend it because I didn't have space. So I was like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm wasting this because mm-hmm. I have to put, I have to pump it into somebody. But mm-hmm. also, like, I, I just don't have the space to hold like 70 candy out of my 120 bag. You just got to spend the gems to upgrade the bag. I have upgraded the bag, but then it kept being more and more candy. (laughs) (laughs) It's cool that they're celebrating hitting 100 million uh, players, though. Yeah, I I mean, besides the the money asking. Besides that, they did also give some things out for free. They they gave out another free bundle that was nice. It also made my uh, inventory hit the top. And mm-hmm. I had to spend some things or use some items to was, accept all of the gifts. Uh, on the free end of things, the, the, even though the game is asking for for your money, uh, their bu- their like gift bundles are way better than Niantic has ever done. Oh yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. So I don't know. Better okay. gifts for a worse game. If you if you keep hitting milestones or something, because every time they give gifts, it's pretty good. <laughs> Just keep hitting, keep hitting different milestones. Uh, speaking of money, the Santa Cruz skateboard collection came out. It sure did, and, and left. <laughs> <laughs> and if uh, if you had any expectations at all, that lasted about thirty seconds before all everything out the window. Um, so I learned a couple things here. Number one, scalpers. Nothing is off limit for scalpers. Mm-mm. Tickets, Pokemon cards, <laughs> skateboards, skateboards. <laughs> uh, number two is I I I don't think I've hated TikTok any more in the past week than watching people just appear and be like, "I'm opening ten of these. Awesome, oh. cool. I would have loved to get one." But that's cool that you got 10. Also, the skateboard came out this morning. How do you have 10? I don't know. Probably because your buddy works at Zoomies and sold them to you or something. Number three, I've learned. Almost every single TikToker called Ivysaur Bulbasaur. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Look, they are scalpers, not Pokemon professionals. I didn't see a single TikToker properly say Ivysaur's name. It was all Bulbasaur. One person called him Venusaur. So shout out to that person. Here was my plan. My pl- I wanted two skateboards. I wanted one skateboard for the wall, and I wanted one skateboard to ride. And yeah. I, I, I have been eyeing skateboards for a long time. We have a lot of skateboard shops here in the Twin Cities. I've been, I've been to them with Will. I'm always like, mm, maybe I should get a skateboard, and then I never do. And I, my thought process is, if I bought two. Uh, whichever the bad one was, which would probably be Ivysaur, <laughs> would be the one I would ride. And then if I got like a Pikachu or a Mewtwo, that's the one I would want on the wall. Woke up at, what, what, they went on sale, I think at eight or something, eight or nine. I woke up five minutes before, had my alarm set, sat there, and they were already on the website and everything said coming soon. Like you could see all the items that they were, they were about to sell. They all said coming soon. And then eight oh eight oh eight o'clock came, still coming soon. For the skateboard, but the hoodies and stuff started coming in stock. Then 801, still coming soon. 
802. It said unavailable. And I was like, oh, uh, are we done? Because I did. it hasn't come in stock. 803, coming soon. I was like, okay. And then 804 and beyond, unavailable. There was no point ever that I could add this to my cart. It was just coming soon, coming soon, unavailable, coming soon, unavailable, and then never never came in stock. And then gone. That's wild. I, I did get a hoodie. Yeah, that was okay, I guess. Uh, well, hasn't shipped yet. And then I called every skate shop. <laughs> it's a true story. <laughs> I did it while I was live streaming the DLC. I called every skate shop, and um, they all said they were sold out. There was a couple skate shops. Uh, so, so Zoomies was like the big partner, I think. Um, and I believe from at least I caught we had three Zoomies here in the, the cities. And one of them told me that each Zoomies got about 10 in. I don't know how true that is. The, I, he said like all our zo- uh, the Zoomies in the area all got 10 in. So that's maybe maybe in like New York or something. They got more because obviously New York's a bigger city. But I called like a Vans and then I some of my Twitch chat also said like their Vans only got one in. So mm. if you're a Vans store, you only got like one, maybe a couple more. Um, and then I called three local skate shops. They didn't tell me how many they got, uh, but it sounded like they had them for more than 10 seconds. Uh, it sounded like theirs lasted maybe 30 minutes or so, probably because people did go to Zoomies or what was the, uh, the van store. Um, but everyone was sold out by noon. Because that's when I called. I called at like 11, 1130. I, I asked them all if they got, we were getting restocks. They all said no, except the one Zoomy said there was a restock. There was apparently a Pokemon launch party on Saturday at select Zoomies from two to five. Hmm. And there would be a restock, uh, which was yesterday as we're recording this podcast. I wish I could come on the show and tell you what a Pokemon launch party at Zoomies would have been like. Uh, but I was very ill yesterday, <laughs> so I unfortunately did not get to go. What here? I wrote it down. It was the uh, Ridgedale Zoomies. Gray. Oh, fancy Zoomies! Not Mall of America Zoomies, which you would think would be the place they would hold it, but nah. Ridgedale's a fancier mall now. As for resale prices, these boards were a hundred and nine dollars. Uh, most on eBay. Uh, unopened, so you know, good. You know, you're just you're just buying it and opening it for yourself. Are about three hundred dollars. Uh, there are fifty gold skateboards. There's there's five of them, so two hundred fifty in the world. Charizard, Mimikyu, Pikachu, Gyarados, and uh, Eevee. And I believe the Pikachu sold the highest, which was around I think four thousand dollars, and then the Eevee sold for. $3,050. I know, I've also learned this on TikTok, that TikTok people don't know how eBay works. They're like, look at this Gyarados <laughs> skateboard for $8,000. No, it has not sold. It has been $8,000 for four days. No one has bought it. The ones that have sold as of this podcast were a Pikachu. It did have like 50 bids. It sold for 4000 Eevee had like 50 bids, sold for like 3000 um, maybe when this show goes up, Gar- I don't. I don't think Gyarados outsells a Pikachu or an Eevee. I don't think so. Uh, I think maybe probably not. I think Charizard does. I do not think. Uh, I don't know. Gyarados is cool, but he he ain't no he ain't no mascot. He ain't no starter Pokemon. So yeah, they 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 look cool. They're skateboards. 
the other thing I learned is apparently, uh, not Zumi, Santa Cruz has done this before with other brands. The actual, like, lined uh, box thing, which I didn't know. Um, hmm. So that's probably why. That's probably why these were treated the same, because apparently releases like this at Santa Cruz gets bought out and then goes up on eBay. So I don't, I'm sure the Pokemon brand helped, <laughs> but I'm sure any brand would have been purchased as quickly as possible and put up on eBay as quickly as possible. It'd be nice for a reprint if they're going to do that, but I uh, don't think so. Did all the clothing sell out? Yes. There's some like grip tape that's still in stock, right? Yeah. Okay. The green hoodie, I think, sold out relatively quickly. Um, I bought the women's hoodie. I don't know. It did look like the other hoodie. <laughs> I was like, ah, I like this one better. I'm not sure why it's women's. Probably because like the shoulders are maybe thinner or something. But uh, that one, that one sold out last, anyways. Um, yeah. But like mm-hmm. when I say last, it was like it was up for like 20 extra minutes. <laughs> but I, I like that one the best. I thought it had the best design. It sounds like a lot of people were were want. I I. I'm always shocked that like skateboards sell really well, even though like a lot of them end up on walls. I'm not sure what the correlation between brands and skateboards are, but here we get here we are again. Here we are in the wonderful world of scalping on eBay. Yep, went about as expected. I don't know how we deal with this trend like I, I think there's like no way to stop this sort of nightmare thing unless the companies actively take any sort of steps to try to like control the timing of their stock or say limit one per customer but even then so many people set up these robot computers like i have 17 gmail addresses and they're all gonna buy one or maybe like one per person but again that doesn't stop employees from uh, the char update. Beep, 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 Uh, there is a Charizard at $6,000 with three bids. Hmm. Charizard, the the $8,000 to Gyarados that has been up since Wednesday is still on eBay with no bids. I just want to say that Gyarados has been on eBay at 8000 with no bids for multiple days now. Uh, Charizard has three bids, $6,000 as of this recording. This grip tape, which is on $45, 400 oh, it's grip tape and the board. I was going to say, like, the grip tape, why, who's buying this grip tape? It's still in stock. Don't buy it off eBay. I do like that eBay people are very good at clickbait, and I like the ones that take a picture of the gold boards on the packaging and says, and in the title it says, gold foil possible, and yeah. those have more bids. <laughs> uh-huh. Just because they put gold foil pot, it's like uh, possible in for for um people who like pull Charizard in like the TCG mm-hmm. on eBay, they'll put possibly PSA ten, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's not even graded at all. It's not even graded, <laughs> but it'll possibly. get more bids because people search for the words PSA ten, so those go to the top possibly ancient Mew. (laughs) (laughs) There's a Charmeleon for 600. No one's buying it. Nobody's buying Charmeleon. Hey, Ivysaur has, uh, Ivysaur has uh, $200 and 50 cents. Oh, hey. 
All right. Ivysaur's not that bad. <laughs> That's a rigging it's endorsement. Ivysaur is like a of all the bad things. Charizard's not as bad as Ivysaur. Just less distinguishable than the other two. That's all. Uh, <laughs> Ivysaur's like a top eight hundred Pokemon. Look, he's like yeah, it's definitely within the top eight hundred for sure. For sure, the top thousand. <laughs> Venus are doing a little better here, like 285. A little more than... I don't see any bubble stars, though. It's very clear. Well, I mean, that skateboard can mega, so... Yeah, mega skateboard. The skateboards I saw opened the most were, were Ivysaur. I actually didn't see anyone open a Charmeleon. And um, Snorlax, surprisingly. Like, the, one of the guys huh. that bought, like, 10 skateboards... He opened three of them were Snorlax. And then I can't... He didn't get any gold. I can't remember. He got like Mew, Mewtwo, Pikachu, all that stuff. And then he decided to ride one of the Snorlaxes, which was like... That was like... I was like angry. I was like watching him open all ten, and I'm like fuming. I was like, I want one of those. And then like he decided to ride one of them, and I was like, okay, well, at least like you're the only person I've seen ride one. So like it, it kind of was cool to see it get beat up and be like, oh, okay, yep. It, it, it's a skateboard. It, it is indeed a skateboard. That was a <laughs> and you definitely can skate on said skateboard. That was a sick board slide, man. <laughs> Too radical. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, whatever. Things are sought after. I'll go back to collecting a hundred dollar metal pokeballs because apparently scalpers don't care about those. I'm still waiting for the luxury ball. I have money set aside. It's supposed to be this year. Yeah, I know. Coming out soon. Not soon enough. Yeah. The money's just sitting in my <laughs> savings account doing nothing, taunting me to like spend it on actually food or something since I don't have a job still. <laughs> it's like, you should maybe pay a bill. And I'm like, no, this is luxury ball money. Lug it's earmarked. <laughs> Non-DLC news, I think, is... Well, there's two. There's Number one, there's the illustration contest is coming back. I can't... I don't have enough energy to complain about it like I do every year, but... Um, there are very talented artists out there, so shout out to the people with talent. Not me. Um, Greg, uh, did you try Blaziken in Pokemon Unite? Uh, I haven't. I've seen, because it's still, it's still gems, right? Like, it's still, it's not coins yet. Um, I've seen Blaziken being played, and it is one of the most high skill ones they've added. Like, you have to know what you're doing. Because it's Unite move switches it between a different... So it has one set of attacks, and when you Unite, it switches it to the other set of attacks. So it's Unite move charges really quickly so that you can pop between all the different attacks, which is like... It doesn't like, Mega, does it? It doesn't Mega. Oh, okay, okay. But knowing when to switch between and use your unite property like i need distance or i need power like i think it's a very good and balanced pokemon but i think people are mad at it because it really requires a lot of skill to play well and if you don't know what you're doing like i have no idea how to play that thing i'm like i have no clue when i should be switching i have no mm -hmm. idea what's appropriate um it feels real it feels real real bad um especially since they still haven't nerfed mewtwo y and the meta is atrocious right now like the game is back in a place where you either are steamrolled 
or you steamroll, there's no it's so rare that you have something in between right now because things are so unbalanced. Um, and I think people are really hoping Blaziken would change the balance. And it probably will for people who know how to play that character. If you don't, it's it's nigh impossible to, like, get the best out of that out of thing. It's cool. But yeah, it's it, it's a toughie. It sounds cool because I feel like in the past we had that Unite podcast and it was like, oh, if you just want to like easily win on ladder, just like pick Mewtwo or Zacian and and just spam the that, win button. That is still the case. <laughs> Which is like, look, there are there are definitely the, the game tells you like this is a easy Pokemon to play or this is a hard yeah. Pokemon to play. But I never felt like the ones that said they were hard were actually like that much harder. Yeah. So it's cool that you're saying like this one has like a different skill level. Like in my yeah, head, it, I'm thinking like Hoopa is a lot harder to play. And like Mew's a lot harder to play because it's important to sort of know which moves to pick at which time, which I think Blaziken is more complicated than that because you can just stick with your same moves with Mew and get the benefit and just be like, this is the way I play it. You really have to understand and master both sides of Blaziken to get the most out of that character. It, I, I'm The thing that makes me excited about it is I want to see how it plays with professionals. I want to see a professional be good at that character and wreck house because it is it is also it's a weird chicken so it's just fun to watch it run around but <laughs> um no seeing somebody who really 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 knows how to play it m makes it much more exciting and you're like wow i wish i could do that i can't i have no way of doing that it's so complicated really good to know that i shouldn't come back to unite for one of my favorite pokemon because I can barely play the easy characters. Yeah, I think like a lot of people have multiple mains like, oh, I can switch to this if the one that I want. And I really think if you're a Blaziken main, you just need to stay with Blaziken and learn how to play it. And that's like the character you play um, to be really, really good at it. And again, I will say that nothing in Unite is all that difficult. It is sort of like point yourself <laughs> at another thing and hit the button and try to kill it. I think what makes Blaziken more difficult is the fact that to get the most out of it, to actually have it really feel like it's pulling its weight compared to a Mewtwo Y, which is literally just look in the direction of something, hit a button and it explodes. Yeah. You you really need to to be aware of how the game plays and and the right moments to do the right thing. Um, I will never say like any of the characters are all that difficult, really all that difficult to play, to to be able to to win a match. But if you want to really be able to turn the tide, you really have to know how to play that character. And then Mimikyu is next, right? Mimikyu is next. Cool. Which is another. Or is Mimikyu? Yeah, I think it's Mimikyu and then Meowskarada. I think that's the order. Which, uh... Two very popular Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yep. probably the uh, the starter that came out on top with uh, popularity. And it's got a weird shadow teleport ability that I've, I've seen. Uh, it I've only seen it move like I've seen a short clip of it, and I'm vastly curious how that whole thing works. Love how the, the cat standing up ended up being the most popular one. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like... <laughs> 
the Pokemon company knows their audience more than like Twitter <laughs> just complaining they don't want a cat to stand up. I mean, I still don't want a cat to stand up, but but other people do. But other people do. Apparently, <laughs> a lot of other people want the cats. <laughs> they did pretty well. I mean, I I don't love Miascarada. I don't hate it. I think he, I think he's cool, but um, I like Incineroar a lot. Uh, but I don't think that's because Incineroar is standing. I think that's cause, just because you know what Incineroar is based off of was something I just really like. So <laughs> maybe there's a lot of magician fans out there. I don't know. <laughs> there there are so many magic people out there who are into the magics and not the gathering the actual pulling <laughs> the gathering <laughs> all right uh we'll gather ourselves up for a break here and then when we come back we are going to talk about dlc again we're going to be talking about uh first we're going to be talking about like the update itself uh, which adds a lot and then you know when we if you haven't finished the story we'll let we'll give you a clear indicator of when story time happens so uh we will be right back this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for building your brand, standing out online, and doing whatever you need to do. Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, makes it easy to engage with your audience, and makes it easy to sell your products. This podcast, the one you're listening to right now, hosted on Squarespace for, I think, over like 10 years now, and it's been fantastic. So if you want to start a podcast, you could use Squarespace for that. If you wanted to sell stuff, maybe move from Etsy to your own online shop, Squarespace has that too. They have a whole store that you can do. Obviously, with the podcast, we post those episodes there, uh, but you could post your blogs or writing or anything else. Squarespace also gives you the ability to make your website flexible with all of their templates. It makes it really easy to build, host, do all that website stuff, even if you're not super tech savvy. A ton of extensions, analytics, blogging tools, all of that stuff. And if you're interested in that, you, listener, can go over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your website, you can go to squarespace.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T to save 10% off your first purchase of website or domain. That's it. Super easy. Uh, if you want to see our website, uh, it's just pokemonpodcast.com. But if you want your own website... And you're ready to go, squarespace.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. And, you know, it supports our show. This podcast is brought to you by Every Plate. Get more bang for your bite with America's Best Value Meal Kit. Every Plate is 20 cheaper than grocery shopping and if you've been to the grocery store you know you're saving a lot of money there are no hidden fees so you can get so you can count on a great value week after week not only will you be saving money but you'll have fewer trips to the grocery store meals are ready in six simple steps every plate plans out the meals and delivers the pre-portioned ingredients right to your door and I can speak to the highest quality ingredients every plate uses because I have not had a bad every plate meal. It's been over a year since we've been partnered with every plate. I've had plenty of meals. They've sent me some free ones. I've purchased my own. I've been absolutely happy with every single meal I've gone. 
And it's, you know, made me try some stuff I would have never tried because uh, sometimes they just send something a little, you know, not on my typical palate. And hey, it's it's still good. I'm, I'm still super happy with uh, with anything I get from every plate. The other cool thing about every plate is you can go to their website and you can pick which meals you want delivered. If you if you just want to be surprised, every plate will pick some meals for you, but you can also add on more meals, take away more meals, maybe add a huge uh, bucket of mac and cheese if you're feeling like it's a mac and cheese week. Every plate has it all. If that sounds interesting to you, if you would love to save money on your food and get awesome meals, get a $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and then enter our code or nine super effective. That is a dollar forty nine per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code four nine super effective. You'll support the show, you'll save some money, and you'll get some awesome food delivered right to your door that will also save you time. Everyplate.com slash podcast and enter code four nine super effective. And we are back from our break. The DLC came out around, what was it, like 8 o'clock Central Time on yeah. Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Right on time as every report. So actually choke on, on that. <laughs> Sports Illustrated called it and it was right. Yeah, we can always rely on Sports Illustrated for the <laughs> latest and greatest Pokemon news. Uh, which would have been about 10 a.m. Japan time, which yeah. the official... Re- Quote was, it will come out the morning of Japan. Thy morning of Japan will bless us. The one morning of Japan, the only morning that exists, 10 o'clock. 10 a.m. is apparently what Pokemon considers morning. So uh, it came out. Uh, We also got the 2.0.1 update, which uh, for me was, did it fix the leg? I'm going to say no. No, (laughs) it did not. (laughs) <laughs> I, I will say there again this maybe this is a placebo or or maybe i've just been playing too long i do feel like there are instances where it's like slightly smoother like i feel like there's like a th- three second period from going from point a to point b in the, like the 30 seconds three of those 30 seconds i was like oh <laughs> feels a little <laughs> smoother right here but i did try leg leg i did try the like forest um it's laggy still, and yeah. you know it's it's mm-hmm. been ten months, and it's still the, laggy. The one thing when I went to, I want to say it's a festival, and they were fanning themselves, and the fans were doing. <laughs> eh, 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 and I'm like, you know what? Come on! Why even have it? Why, like, <sighs> yes, when they're at the festival and the fans are are obviously one frame a second. Uh like why even have them fan? Just have them why hold even? the fan. Just have why? them hold it. Just it it, it 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 i was just like it's not there's not even a lot of them here there's not even a lot of people no. yeah no there's it's like not that crowded two, there's like two people <laughs> and neither one of them know how to how to how to not robotically move their fan when, another good check was i went to the old reliable windmill and uh in the grass gym <laughs> oh boy and uh nope. if if you're curious old reliable for a reason we're still moving at three frames a second on that bad boy. 
So yeah, like that that was uh that was a bit of a bummer that there was not a perf- maybe, maybe there was a performance thing. Like there there are people saying they feel like their game runs smoother. I said there was like very vi- when I say small pockets, I mean the tiniest pockets where it feels like did they fix it? Oh wait, never mind. The <laughs> game's about to lock up. <laughs> <laughs> um what they did fix is the PC boxes. And as much as I we just complained about the frame rate and laughed about it, uh, I am so happy and it feels great that the PC boxes feel like a normal PC box again. I don't know what magic they did for that, uh, but it it feels great to scroll through the boxes and everything loads. At most, yeah. maybe it's like a half a second, but like you can literally see like day and night difference with the PC boxes. So they, they did fix... <laughs> They did fix something. They yeah, I will something. say, like, I was scrolling through my PC boxes to find something for a raid, and I'm like, oh, I don't have to wait for things to pop in. I don't have to mm-hmm. have, like, the bizarre blank square where I know things are, but they haven't loaded in. And I appreciate that. Again, <laughs> it's, it is a minor thing that shouldn't have been a problem in the first place amongst a lot of minor things that are still a problem. It's like one of those games where there's so many minor things. It just makes you it like it like hyper like. Yeah, it's <laughs> hard not to hyper focus on the things that you notice because it's just like there's a rock in my shoe. And every time I shake, every time I shake my shoe, I see a rock come out and I put my shoe back on and there's another rock in my shoe. There could be a rock in your shoe, but if you walk just a certain way, it shifts. A certain and- way, you won't notice it. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> That's this game in a nutshell. Boxes fixed, frame rate not. Raids are a mixed bag. Yeah, so there there was a fix in the raid. Um, you can now see. Uh, thanks for bringing that up, Greg. Uh, you can now see heal cheer and defense cheer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is you know it was, I guess, confirmed by Anubis, who is uh, she is she is one of the people who I don't I don't know if I would consider her a data miner, but she does run software on her computer that just like tells her what's happening in the game. She'll po- she'll post screenshots of it. Uh, but she was the one that conf- she's the one that kind of confirmed all the recent shiny hunting. That's how we know how sword and shield shiny hunting works. After three years, she was the one that was like, <laughs> I figured it out. She was the one that figured out. Let's go again. Three years later, we now know how let's go. It was because of her. Um, same for Legends Arceus. She figured out right away. That's when Sarah B updated. Um, and then she figured out it in Scarlet and Violet. So she was the one that said, hey, these cheers don't stack. They do last random amount of turns. Uh, and then she was like, I don't care enough to keep figuring it out. So <laughs> those the, the valid, v- valid, very valid, very valid. <laughs> the Pokemon company ain't paying her anything. So <laughs> nope, we do now. We do. She, she was right. Uh, they don't stack. You can test it yourself. Uh, you can do two attack cheers well, in, in online multiplayer. They don't stack. Um, and they do last a random amount of turns. So it can go anywhere between two and six turns. It shows you that most of the time it seems to be just two turns. We do now know that the raid boss can clear that buff as well. Uh, so if you attack cheer and then all of a sudden it says raid boss has cleared your stats, it, it does clear yeah. that buff, um, whether that's defense or attack. It's a great, it's very helpful. More communication in raids is really, Mm -hmm. really helpful, right? Like, and hopefully that, that in itself tells people that these are good buffs that you should be using. Uh, I, I, it's, it's, it's really a great change. I don't think raids 
run amazingly smooth still like like they they still lock up a little bit but oh yeah they they're not they, fixed they they're sure just do slightly lock up. better <laughs> i was in one where i was like huh i'm not moving things are happening oh our timer bar is now half i guess a bunch <laughs> of things died i have no idea what actually happened because when I popped back in, apparently to catch up to real time, everybody was back up. So a number of people had died and respawned in the amount of time it took for my game to be like, oh, hey, did you maybe want to do a move? How about now? Thanks. I definitely felt like raids were choppier around like release, maybe because that was just like an influx of people. I think it was a huge mm-hmm. influx of people. Um, but like if it, 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 it does feel like it's it's smoothed out. Like I did a handful of raids before I, I went to bed last night and they all ran relatively smooth. Like besides the whole like wait two seconds for your move to hit. But obviously the game's trying to calculate everyone at once and who knows. But seeing things in raids are good. The other thing, I don't know if it's don't know if it's fixed. Don't know if it was intentional. Um, we knew that there were five new marks, ribbons, whatever you want to call them, marks and ribbons. One was the item finder. Uh, it was told to us that it was broken um, and it magically magically worked when the DLC came out. We could speculate for the next hour whether it was broken or whether they were just <laughs> going to turn it on for the DLC. Um, obviously, there's a lot of items in the game that don't get turned on until the DLC if you want me to speculate, I feel like they were just saving it to turn it on. It's called the item finder mark. It is when you use the let's go feature and you send your Pokemon out to pick up an item. There's a one in a hundred chance that you get the mark on your Pokemon. So you can earn it on any Pokemon. The reason I, I kind of think that like they were just saving it for the DLC is number one, there's still another one that doesn't work, which I'm assuming will come out with the next DLC. And number two is if you have explored the DLC for 10 minutes, you will quickly realize there are items <laughs> everywhere lousy with I- somebody broke a pinata over Kitakami <laughs> and and it is littered like you cannot go two feet without something shining in the grass at you and i'm like leave me alone i just want to move i kind of like it because it does remind me of isle of armor and crown tundra where yeah. like i f- i feel rewarded for walking around i'm like even when I'm done picking up items, I'm like, oh, what was I doing? And then I was like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. There's more items over here. I'll just go over here. For <laughs> yeah. <now."> yep. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, there's a brand new mark. Whether or not you thought it was broken, it's working now. It works great. I've gotten it on like 10 Pokemon. So, uh, sometimes it takes an hour. Sometimes it takes 10 minutes. It's all RNG, baby. <laughs> Good old RNG. <laughs> so they added that. Uh, I don't use the lock on feature. Apparently that's fixed. I didn't know it was broken. I don't use it, but people were saying that the L button to oh they fixed that, did they? Yeah, that's the, okay. I, I heard a lot of people very excited that they fixed it. I I don't use it at all, so uh-uh. I I didn't know how bad it was. Well, I stopped using it because it didn't work. <laughs> like I don't yeah. know, like why well, it's it's like when I did it's, it took me years to understand that Sword Dance was fixed because it was ne- it never worked in Gen 1, so I was convinced. <laughs> like, well, these are just broken, useless moves. And it took like three generations to be like, oh, no, they work properly now. Yeah, so the lock-on thing apparently works. I 
cannot tell you what I, I just know it was bad. Um, but people were saying it works now, so that's cool. Uh, what else did they fix? I pretty much everything I'm saying. You don't need to pay for the DLC. Like you, nope. can, if you didn't buy the DLC, you can still get the item finder mark. In it works in, in Paldea. You can pick up items in Paldea. It will it will work fine. There's probably a couple fixes. So if I remember more, I'll I'll bring it up. We'll move on to just features in the DLC. The first one I want to talk about that I absolutely love is uh, very shortly after the bus stop, which is my new favorite location. Uh, you there's never a leave char- it. <laughs> there's a character that will update your Pokedex uh, or your your Rotom decks, and you can change the theme of your mm-hmm. Rotom decks, which very minor, very small, but I love it. I, I you go into your Pokedex a lot um, to be able to just change that color, customize it. Is it's it's great. Uh, like more customization, good. Uh, that character was a nice little surprise uh it made me that literal f- feature alone made me buy every single rotom case in the entire game i bought them all i needed to know what they all look like <laughs> the quaxley one is great um if you sync to let's go pikachu let's go eevee that one is great legends is great if you forgot I think about it's those the app that syncs with your rotom phone case it's the region that syncs with your decks yep theme there's a there's a there's a couple of things there are that a couple changed. Things. i haven't really explored it a whole lot but there's there's a lot there's a lot more customization available in in your decks not your not your character there's not a lot of more clothing no no um, there's not some, they, they well, there, did there's some more hairstyles some. they added more hairstyles but if they you go to the- more hairstyles thankfully and they it, added more variety of hairstyles to meet a, a bigger demographic, which is always appreciated. You know, Steve's running around with the Moon Brita Final Fantasy fourteen yeah, hairstyle. Yeah, Skrillex. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They did actually add more clothing, though. Uh, they added like a Grievered beanie. They added the beanie for that the professor wears in Legends Arceus. If so, at a certain point, you'll get what's called um, like the teal ticket. I think. Just a character gives it to you, like yeah, it's, yeah. like it's really really early on. You get the ticket. I think it's when you get the the DLC outfit. I, was that called Hannah? The outfit your character's wearing? I don't remember. I expected Sorry. you to know. You are my Japanese expert. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to name it wrong. It's not a Kiyomo. If, <laughs> Kiyomo. if you spell it, I can say it. <laughs> oh, I can't. I, I don't remember what's called the the tri- the little Japanese outfit they wear at the festival. Um, I can't remember what's called. You when you get that outfit for the first time you get the little ticket um so the ticket gives you more hairstyles and then if you go back to paldea stores will have updated inventory new shoes new socks new hats probably new glasses um the dlc has its own little store with the masks uh and stuff but i don't think you can access most of that until you beat the story um but that's not like a surprise. You see the masks, you know, you know that you'll be able to wear the masks eventually. <laughs> like, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there are also new stools for when you're picnicking. There are new stools. There are <laughs> there are new stools for reasons. They they have updated the picnic stuff. Now that, that this stuff you have to spend the forty dollars for. You just can't go back to Paldea and just be like, I want the new like hats. Like it is right. part of the forty. 40- 
Is yeah. it 35 or is it 40? I just keep saying 40 because tax makes it 40. <laughs> it's it's like... I think it's 35 plus tax. So, yeah. I like, think it's 35 plus tax. I think that's um, right. Uh, so, yeah, there's that character. There's the, the picnic people. I completely forgot about the picnic people. Um, I put a lot of effort into collecting all of the picnic... Uh, <laughs> the tablecloths in the main game and so when i went and got all the stools they just it kept going it was all the stools <laughs> meanwhile i was like oh you you have two yeah i don't care about picnics <laughs> all right well, i would just stool. maybe care about picnics if they didn't look so pixelated <laughs> it doesn't look real great when you go in what else a lot of items on the ground we talked about that uh, oh, New the other TMs. Okay, so going back to you don't have to spend money. They fixed a lot of the outbreak stuff. And when I say fixed, again, I don't know if it was intentional or not. But if you are listening to this podcast and you maybe played two or three times a week, I promise you that m- that every single outbreak you saw every day was probably like flittle. Weasel and like Frostlass, and then mm-hmm. like you would be so lucky if you didn't see Flittle, but you were probably seeing Flittle like every day in outbreaks. I haven't seen a Flittle since the update. I have seen so many new outbreaks in both Pald. Well, obviously in in Kitakami, I see a bunch of new outbreaks because they're all new Pokemon. But in Paldea, I've seen Scatterbug. Never seen a Scatterbug. Saw Larvesta. Never saw Larvesta. Um. What else did I see that was really cool? Uh, I saw Hariyama. Don't eat Hariyama. It was really cool to see a Hariyama outbreak, though. They must have changed the the percentage that these raids pop mm. up, mm-hmm. and which like makes sense. Like whether or not it was like broken or this is intentional. Like the game's eight months old. It just pushed in a breath of fresh air into those outbreaks uh, again. I uh, I saw a Cyclozar raid. I the outbreak. I've never. I know they existed. I know other people have gotten them. I've played this game like every day for the last eight months. I've never seen one. So again, you don't need to spend the forty dollars for that. If if you know you, one of the reasons you put the game down is because you got a flittle outbreak every day. Flittle no more. <laughs> you missed your <laughs> shot. You'll never see one again. <laughs> You're going to be so excited when you finally see a flittle because it's gone. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, they, that, that is different. Apparently, apparently, if you go uh, down into area zero, there was something where like Roaring Moon or, or Fluttermane didn't spawn based off sandwiches because mm. of something. Now they do. That actually sounded broken. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it yeah. was very broken. Was I broken. tried to catch so many Fluttermane for people, and it was always a slog. Yeah, so that that sounded like an actual issue that they fixed. That's great. There was another issue. We only know this because of Anubis, where the Antique Sinistee would not spawn in a three level three sandwich outbreak. But if you did a level one or two, it would spawn. But that wasn't as good because obviously you want level three. And they're reporting that is fixed. So if you do mm. a level three antique synesty, it will work properly. Probably just related to the general outbreaks 
seem good finally. But don't need don't need the forty dollars to have good outbreaks. Great, like like uh, there's a lot of good changes here without spending money. <laughs> yeah, and and you can get you should see raids from people putting them up mm-hmm. from from the DLC. Yep. Yeah. So they they added the the kid economy Pokedex should be about a hundred. Uh, the the Pokedex itself is two hundred total there's not that many new pokemon obviously there's the loyal three there's ogre pond there's a couple others um but there is there's 90 something returning pokemon and then you know if you completed your scarlet and violet decks you should go into the dlc with anywhere between 100 to maybe like 103 i think and the only reason 103 would exist is because basca legion is a pokemon and then like carbink like those were Pokemon you could technically move in in the last like month because they updated the game. So you got like a hundred Pokemon to catch. Now you could just connect a Pokemon home and move them all over and be like, "Well, I got nothing to do." You're right. You You're right. You, you you did that yourself. <laughs> and by all means, if if that's what you wanted to do, cool. I enjoy catching Pokemon. I enjoy filling out my decks. I don't think I think Greg has talked about maybe he doesn't care about catching. Pokemon again, I like it. But I mean, Greg, I caught them all. What option did you do? Than, did you do the it home? It's easier than doing my home garbage because my home is disorganized mess. I'm like, I don't care. So you just caught them? Yeah, I just caught them. Yeah, I I liked it. Although I will say this, I did run into the you're stuck at 199 out of 200. Oh, I did hear about this weirdness. You have to catch a white stripe basculin. Oh, was that your last one? Oh. Yep. Because <laughs> it will mark Basculin as complete, but to complete the Pokedex, you have to have caught a white stripe Basculin. Because I caught everything else, and I'm like, it's complete. I have nothing left. Uh, and then I came across a white stripe, and I'm like, you can't be serious. And they were serious! <laughs> that's, that's amazing. My last Pokemon was Duskull. Because the game for the the DLC will force you into time zones until you yeah. complete it. So mm-hmm. I was in like the morning for almost the entire playthrough because I just wasn't progressing the DLC. I was just like, I'm just gonna catch everything. And Duskull only appears at night. So that was like my literally my last one. So as soon as the game was like, okay, now it's nighttime, I was like, I gotta go find Duskull. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go find Duskull. They're pretty easy to find, but you yeah. Know once nighttime happens, Hannah, how did you like your uh, Dex collecting experience? I'm still not quite done yet, but I am enjoying it. I have been using the new and improved lock on feature quite a bit. It works. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I am enjoying having more things to work on in the game again. I don't set that many independent goals. I don't shiny hunt. I don't <laughs> yeah. mark hunt. I'm enjoying having a Pokedex to complete again. So I will, I will, there's two things I have to say about the region. One, it is as bland as I feared it was going to be from the preview. It is just Paldea with some rice fields. Um, hey, there's only there's one a rice giant ugly mountain. <laughs> there's a giant ugly mountain in the middle that looks like a lump of clay. The thing that actually made me 
want to explore it is they did the caves so much better in this DLC, like running into a hoot hoot cave, running into a mammal swine cave or a swine up cave. Like that's kind of exciting. Like I found a colony and (laughs) now I'm going to raid your colony for each and every one of you. Those do exist in Paldea too. There are just fewer of them and they're they're harder to find. Right. They're just broken sometimes. Right. And they're just straight up broken sometimes. Um, I thought that I th- I liked the fact that it is it it is smaller. It doesn't look any particularly better. It doesn't look like a particularly new exciting region. It you know you come up from a bus stop. There's some rice fields, and then it's Paldea, and there's a once again a giant mountain in the middle for no real good reason, and it looks like a weird lump of clay. Look, I I the hoot hoot cave was my, one of my favorite parts of the whole DLC. <laughs> hoot hoot cave is fun. It's, I like it's the great. Hoot hoot cave. If you have not found the hoot hoot cave, I hope you do find it. There's also I found a, the geodude cave. Oh, that's not exciting, but it felt like I was in Sinnoh. So you know, going back to Sinnoh days. <laughs> that sounds that sounds bad. I, yeah, so I heard people were getting stuck at 199, but that was because one Pokemon is hide hidden behind a little side story. Yep. I don't think we need to spoil that for this episode. I think we could save no. that. But that side story, I think, is great. Uh, I think it's fantastic. I do, I do like that side story. It It is making me question how they're classifying certain things. I'm like, we really need to sort of look at what regions are and what these games are. But it is, that, that is a fun little storyline. And I, I, en- I enjoyed that storyline. Okay, so there are, there are two side stories. There's one. There's... The one that gives you a Pokemon, and then there's one with two rich people that you meet very early on. Who I adore, and I want to be them. I want to follow them. I want to know <laughs> everything about their lives. We, I want a reality we, show about them. We, they are such terrible, awful people that I am fascinated into every aspect of their life. And we, I want their outfits. I want their hairstyles. Everything. I want to know everything about these two jerks. Yeah, so, so we won't go in-depth of those two side stories. But we will, I will, I will, just in case, I don't know if we're going to go full story right now, but we'll do the like, hey, after this part, we gave you a warning. Um, But there is a Pokemon behind one of those two side stories. So if you're missing a Pokemon, go do that. The one thing I will say about that is people are always like, I wish they would add more stories to like legendaries or mythicals. They always say like, act like when they did in Gen 5, which uh, I was around during Gen 5 taking a single boat to an island and walking straight into a tower where Victini is is not a side story like, like I mean kind of it's just a like, short story there's, there's, it's a very short story. there's, there's no one there's to battle a story <laughs> yeah there is there's a Pokemon trapped on an island that's Go it there's it. no story <laughs> the you literally you entered a, a 16 digit code that gave you an in game item for a boat ticket you take the boat to the island. There is nothing. There's not a single item on the island to pick up. There's no... There, I think there's maybe one person to talk to, and they're like, my pants fit great. And then you catch Victini. That's it. That's the whole story. Like, Not every story is a Nobel Prize like what, winner. What they did for everyone that's like, I wish they used to do in Gen 5. They did in this DLC. They did. They it. did. They do. The, you talk to the person. You start the mission. You get the thingy thingy thing. It's a, yep. cool, it's a cool Pokemon. It's a, it's a good side story. And this was not, they did this in, I'm pretty sure there was something like this in Crown Tundra. I mean, there, there is with, uh. With Keldeo. 
They did the whole thing with, with, with Keldio. I mean, technically, yep. you could also say the Galarian Birds is, you know, a story. Yes. Like, like, I, like I, I was talking to people this week that didn't even know Keldio was in the Crown Tundra. Oh. For everyone that's complaining, again, that like, oh, they, sh- they need to bring back stuff like Gen 5. You talk to Sonya. She's like, follow these footprints. You got to find three different sets of footprints. Then they give you the uh, what the Swords of Justice. You yep. got to catch each one of them. And then once you get all three Swords of Justice, you can go to the little cooking... I can't believe we're talking about this. You go to the little cooking pot that is below the giant big pink tree. So with Keldia, or sorry, with Cobalion, Terrakian, and Verizian in your party, you do the cooking minigame. Doesn't matter what you cook, you can fail it as long as you do it next to the little fire pot. And then Keldio will spawn there. And there's a whole, like, Sonia talks to you in between all of this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. every time you catch one of these things, she's like, she has a story for you. And you can catch Keldio. It's shiny locked. It's a mythical Pokemon. It's, it's not only is it like 18 times longer than the Victini thing, there is infinite more words than the victini thing because there's no words to the victini thing it is <laughs> welcome to the boat you've made it to your destination brevity is the soul of wit um so yes they, th- this game has uh, a pokemon with a story that's very good Crown mm-hmm. tundra had the same thing with keldeo spoiler the the dlc is not keldeo <laughs> keldeo is not here yet <laughs> uh so yeah th- that's that stuff exists I guess let's. I can't think of um, other talking points right now. Let me look at my notes. But as I'm thinking of that, let's let's just get the story stuff out of the way here. Spoiler: We're starting the story. Oh, turn away now. <laughs> <laughs> I do have more stuff, but that's all right. It's story time. Uh, Hannah said that. L- let's start with Hannah because uh, you said you liked it. Uh, we didn't really get your. Thoughts or impressions with Scarlet and Violet because we had Greg and Al and then you came on and then Will left to the Shadow Realm. Um, but you said you liked it, so uh, the, the floor is yours. I liked it primarily because there was more to do with the Paldea story than I was expecting. So I did enjoy the Kitakami story as a story. I have some of the same qualms that I'm sure Bre- Greg will bring up. Um but they started off with a new character who we had seen in the trailers um, who started talking about the Scarlet book and the Violet book. And we get to learn a little bit more about that. And it's just at the beginning and at the end with a little bit in the middle. But it's starting to make it sound like the theories I am excited about are going to come to fruition in the last DLC. So... There was a whole lot more there in this DLC than I was expecting. I was expecting nothing. And when this started out, (laughs) by talking about the books, I got excited. They laid groundwork. I honestly wish I could have just hung out with Briar the entire time (laughs) and told everybody else to go jump in the lake. I would have I would have rather have spent my entire time with the puking kid. I love that kid. Uh, that kid I, is great. Uh, I, give me Briar, give me the puking kid. <laughs> and I would have been happy. That that's actually not to get too sidetracked. That's one of my complaints is they pair you with three randos. R- useless characters. Useless characters. <laughs> but like, I still prefer the I would still prefer the puking kid over like, the, when that the story, brother and sister. Uh, again, sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. They the the 
I was hoping something would happen with these three useless characters, but nothing do. They don't even <laughs> attend. They don't, There's a they point don't. where like everyone is in the town to like meet Ogre Pond, and they don't even show up to that. They're they they're nowhere. They, they could have. <laughs> <laughs> they're just there to tell you like, hey, we're gonna go to dinner. Let's <laughs> like, get the whole town together to meet Ogre Pond, and the three other people in the field trip aren't even there. <laughs> The other part that I really like is the clearly doesn't care poker center worker who just spends her entire time on the phone <laughs> oh, and cannot she is be awesome. Millennial be nurse joy is incredible. Yeah, she's like, yeah, what do you want? I'm swiping. <laughs> just put him in the thing. She's like swiping put him in on the thing. She's like healing your Pokemon, and as soon as they're healed, she's like, I'm back to Snapchat. I'm, I'm done here. She is. She is brilliant. She's awesome. They could have, like, there was, Martin and Sorok in Sword and Shield had more personality and character than the three people they stuck with you. Like, they could have put, like, Nimona doesn't have to be there. But, like, there are, like, there are, literally anyone else could have been there and been a better... The one kid who was supposed to be stuck with Carmine did have valid complaints throughout the entire time, every time you talked to him. (sighs) Yeah... Uh, yeah. Okay, so uh, my question, bef- Hannah, is you said they laid groundwork. It was more than you expected. Leading theories, yes. like what? Yes. What stood out to you theory-wise? That like the lake. Sh- oh, the, the lake. lake. The, the lake. lake. The lake. Yes. So the lake that has the terra crystals that do something that is not past and future, as well as the fact that the music is the same music that is in Area Zero if you're there for long enough. Mm-hmm. The whole singing starts up, and that was super mm-hmm. exciting. Oh, I didn't but, get that. I wasn't there mm-hmm. long enough, apparently. You have to be there for a, <laughs> yeah, little, there while. For a little while. <laughs> but it's, it's very exciting. The theory that I'm excited about is that uh, past and future is not actually what these crystals do, and this leads towards that being maybe right oh okay yeah it it, 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 i will say this i agree with hannah it it is much more they seem to at least in some way be pointing towards dimensional and not past and future which is a much more exciting thing uh who knows again they lay a lot of theory groundwork that they do not follow up on. But they're following it this time. <laughs> yeah, we said that about Legends Arceus. And at the end, you're like, they went, mm, or not, naff, whatever, we're done. Bye. I think, the, I think the reason I like this DLC, and I know maybe this is why Greg doesn't, is the DLC literally l- l- ends with a to be continued. Mm-hmm. And that's not why I don't like it. Okay, I'm fine with the to be continued. I, I'm I really, mad about I, who I have to continue it with. Oh, sure, sure, sure. And we can get to those characters. But I really did like that the DLC was just like a big old to be continued. I really liked it. I, I think with the Isle of Armor, there's there's no story there. Um, there's yeah, a lot of lore. Really. There's a, And it's good lore, like knowing that Mustard was like Leon's teacher and the like the honey. Like the lore in Isle of Armor is good. The story, non-existent. But that's like fine. Uh, like, it's fine. It, it was fine. The, the story in the Crown Tundra was fine i i like the characters in this dlc more um uh but i i thinking about peony and i don't remember her her other name uh, peonia peonia um yeah i i just didn't like relate to those characters at all it was like it was funny when calorex like took control of peony like that was like very humorous but like 
I don't even remember what happens at the end there besides like you pick a horse. That was cool. Um, the little rabbit rides the horse. Also cool. <laughs> and then yeah. like, ah. this is actually a story. Yeah. I mean, the they had completed the story really a sword and shield like and there wasn't much more to tell other than what the other regions were doing. And like there is a story in Crown Tundra of solving mysteries and you do solve the mysteries like that's There's like a lot the of little ones. At the crown yeah, like, what's the mysteries of the Crown Tender? And, you know, here's Rose's hotter younger brother running around and his daughter doesn't like him. And it was really like the Crown Tender story was really to explain why all the legendaries and the Ultra Beasts are here. Like, it was an excuse. There was like a lore excuse to put them there, which I at least appreciate the thought of putting there. But it's not a deep story. This also this DLC is not a deep story. Um but the characters are actually characters. <sighs> I know you don't like them. I'm not saying they're good, but they're characters. So in, they in, actually in, have personalities. In wrestling, they make characters that you're supposed to purposely hate. And I feel like they did that here. Like you are supposed to. Oh, uh, this is my uh, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. But I think what what my takeaway from it was you were supposed to like Kiki. I don't remember his full name. She just calls him Kieran. 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 You're supposed to like Kieran and then hate Carmine. And then at the end of it, it's supposed to switch. I think that was their goal. I uh, think that is the tropes that they were trying to play with. And I would argue they failed <laughs> so spectacularly. I liked it. Be yeah. Because... Nothing angers me more in a story when me as a main character are purposely written to be mentally and emotionally unintelligent and I am forced to participate in abuse and bullying that I cannot make any active actions to either opt out of it or change it. And when she is called to the carpet for it, she says the one thing that made me put the thing down and walk away was I am being kind. I didn't hit him. Yeah. And I'm like, are you kidding? You are emotionally and psychologically abusive. When you're called to the carpet, your defense is that you didn't physically hit a person and that we're supposed to be okay with this. I am not okay with this. I am not okay that you forced me to lie to this person. I am not okay that you force me into actions that make me participate in the actual bullying of an actual character that I'm never allowed to make a meaningful change to. And then I have to continue this in the next storyline. No, this is inappropriate. I don't care that I'm supposed to hate them. When you have in your main storyline a story about the damage that bullying does, and then you force me to participate in bullying in your DLC, absolutely not. I like that it. is unacceptable. I loved it. I thought it was great. Mm -mm. I hated Carmine and had to kind of pretend I wasn't the one going along with it. I don't think it's I don't think it's that different from N and what you know you what Getsis does to N. I don't think it's that different from what Lucamine does to Lily. Correct. You you are participating but, in both of those situations too and you don't have a choice. 
But with Lily, you are building Lily up. You are building Lily and you are changing her to become her own person. You have a, an effect to build her and get her out of that relationship. And the same and with She still M. chooses to stay into it. She's still like, I'm helping she my doesn't. mom. She walks away. She leaves. She goes to Kanto. She, she says her goodbyes. She does what she needs to do to sever ties. And then she leaves. And also does the same thing and realizes his mistake, realizes that he's been manipulated and also chooses to walk away. Now, they may attempt to fix this, but ne in neither case are you directly having to side with the abuser. You do not ever side with Gestus and you never you never go on the side of Lusamine and you are forced to go on the side of Carmine and you are forced to be with her and you are forced to follow her. I think there's a big difference between Lusamine and Gestus and Carmine. You were talking are. about two adults and then an actual child. And I think I think Carmine and Kiki's relationship is so this is why I liked it. It's so relatable to me and my siblings. The little things that she says or the little things that he says, they set each other off. And if you're an outsider, you're like, that wasn't really that big of a deal. But also, I've been in that situation. And like, I can see why. Like, There's a point where she's like, hey, just go find something to do. And he's like, yeah, okay, whatever. And she gets mad. And, and like, I 100% relate to that, like why she got mad. But also, I 100% relate to a car or, or Kiki being like, yeah, whatever. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, yeah, whatever. But like, I see why both got mad in that situation. And the, that dialogue is like the entire story. And I like loved that because I can relate to that so much. I have four siblings. So it's like, I mean, I have a sibling. I understand that dynamic. I've lived in that dynamic as well. I think. So when Carmine is like, I, 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 Her, yeah, I yelled at him. I didn't hit him. Like, like uh, I, that, that has happened so much in my household. Of correct. like, and that's still not a good thing. No, that's it's not, not a, a good, good thing, thing. But it's thing. a story they're trying to tell, and it's like relatable. Of like, I remember when I was like fifteen, and I said the same thing to my parents. Like, I didn't hit Sabrina. I just yelled at her, and it was like, my parents would be but like, Carmine's stand in the like corner that to everyone. Yeah, Carmen's just a bully. But Carmen's just, and also. When she says he didn't hit him, the grandfather just drops it. Like, yeah, I guess you're right. When it is, well, let's talk about the mask. It's like she's never held by any adult to any standard that would say, hey, you're this behavior is beyond the pale. Yeah. And like, I, th I think I think th I think there's going to be a payoff. The story's only like two hours long. Like, like, I feel like everything in the story was just set up. Maybe. I don't know. I, like, I'm as somebody who watches wrestling and you're like, you hate this person, you literally have to wait like two years before the payoff comes of like, okay, now I actually like the, like the pay, it was worth it. Like, all of this drama was worth it for like the story they're trying to tell. I don't expect to like Carmine. No. I am hoping to see Kieran be okay. <sighs> also, I mean, also, like, this is, it's also really, really heavily tropey. Like, we, we just, I also just completed this exact storyline in Pokemon Masters. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm over this ideal. I'm over people being horrible and you're not allowed to do anything about it. And you're not, and they're not really held responsible. And that a payoff hopefully will be coming. I don't have faith that it will. I don't, I don't think you two are the type of people that are like, I miss the mean rivals or whatever. Uh, but I, we know they exist. 
And so if you if you miss somebody being mean, here they are. The, 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 here's your mean character that they haven't done in a well they did do i think uh what's his name and bead bead and in, in yeah and i mean bead's a jerk yeah like straight up is a jerk arvin starts out a little bit of a jerk yeah arvin starts out as a jerk oh but yeah yeah that's true um, a little bit. you know even even gladion wasn't that mean or rude no. compared to um bead uh or carmine uh there's a point where I don't know if it was a coincidence. Do you guys know the Arthur meme where Arthur clenches his fist? Mm-hmm. Carmen uh-huh. does it, and they zoom mm-hmm. in on it. Mm-hmm. And I think <laughs> somebody at Game Freak must have watched Arthur. Uh, but that was like for me, that was like a little like a funny but also cool moment of like showing like a deeper anger that uh, Carmen had. The emotions were really good. I will say the emotions shown on the characters, their faces throughout the whole thing, they had good, it was good expressions. It was good visual storytelling. When Greg was like, I, I don't like when the game forces you to lie. I got to that part because I, I, I saw Greg tweet that before I knew what was going to happen because I was stuck at the bus stop for like three days. Uh, <laughs> I did a lot of Me Too raids after the DLC came out. Uh, I was like, oh yeah, this does suck. But then I didn't know that Carmen was going to turn. So like even even at the end I was like okay well we we caught Ogre Pond everything's okay and he was he was more not okay and then that said to be continued and I was like okay like the lie that I was forced to tell tell like I th- I thought I didn't think we were going to get to be continued. I thought like this yeah. well, this lie. Why, why did I have to lie to them to have a payoff? And it was like, oh, there is no payoff yet. Like, mm-hmm. like we are we are not done with this story at all. And that's that is why I liked it. I totally see why somebody would not like that. And if if the story just ended there, of like, you caught Ogre Pond, everyone's happy now. But I get it. Like, he liked Ogre Pond. You got to keep him. He was being very childish. And I think at one point he says, I know I'm being really selfish, but it should be my mm-hmm. Pokemon, not not yours. Um, and then he was even more angry after you beat him again. And then it said to be continued. I was like, I. I Is this the first time a side character has been frustrated that the main character gets the legendary? I mean, in in the in these games, yes. In in Masters, no. Like they literally well. just did this. They literally <laughs> just did this. But also, I was like, take it, take it, just take it. Like seriously, <laughs> her I, Ogre I Pond is one hundred percent female. Yes, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I I, I don't yeah. want this weird cape thing in a diaper. I you don't, don't like Ogre Pond. She's what? Mm mm. Holy cow, I love, I, I went from not caring about Ogre Pond at all, at all, until, like, she, like, danced into the festival and, like, walked around, the, and I was like, I love this thing. <laughs> I was like, all you had to make her do was, like, dance, and I was like, yeah. I, I think she's awesome. I think she's such lovable. a cool Pokemon. I like the mask <laughs> test rationalization effect. I think that's really cool, but I look at it, and I'm like, take the, take the cape off, get out of the weird diaper, like, what is going on? You're an amorphous blob that I only care about the masks on. I love Ogre Pond. I, I, I think the twist of the Loyal Three actually being bad was like, it was, it was like super surprising. <laughs> yeah. Twist. 
<laughs> if they had had alternate forms that actually looked like the masks and those had been the forms that we had seen leading up to this, if we if they had looked like good Pokemon mm-hmm. instead of looked like evil Pokemon. Here's here's like well, yeah, I, I mean in retrospect yeah, yeah. you go, Oh, the, the three Pokemon that are mainly poison typed are the evil ones. Right. Like, oh, okay, I'm dumb. I should have realized that right away. And then <laughs> Also, I feel like the whole like, oh, we can't tell the we can't tell everybody, I'm like Literally, if I walked in there and just said, hey, the ogre's actually a Pokemon, everybody would be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Sure. <laughs> it like, reminded- that is not a difficult conversation to have in a world that has legendary Pokemon and Pokemon running around uh, the castle. Like, oh, it's a Pokemon. It oh, reminded- cool. cool. <laughs> it reminded me of awesome. the episode of The Simpsons where Lisa discovers that Jebediah Springfield is actually like a bad pirate, but everyone's like celebrating Jebediah Day and she wants to tell everyone. And then the 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 one person is like, nah, they can't handle the truth, which is like, whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know where that trope originally came from. It's like, so then I she, mean, she to ends some up, extent. she ends up not telling them and it, they all just celebrate Jebediah Day anyways. And it's like, it's not the, you know, he's, he brings happiness, even though he's a bad, whatever. It was like that. That's a weird episode of The Simpsons. I think, though, like, the other part of why I like the story is it felt like things made sense. So, like, here's a good example of that would be, like, why did they suddenly become totem Pokemon? And they, like, explain it. Like, they they ran to the old guy and they're like, did you see them? And they were like, yeah, they came and we gave them all this food. And they're like, you fed them? Like, they literally answered the question of why they were totem Pokemon. And a bunch of people in my chat were like, why are they totem Pokemon? It was like, do you guys not read? Like, right. They, they, I mean, I all it took was they, like one line and they did it. They they did the they one line. They gave explanations. I, I will admit, like, I like the I like the three. I like, I again, like being resurrected through anger. Again, Like, it was a really, really tropey storyline. And at that point, I was sort of really over. Yeah, that was like the one the thing they thing. didn't kind of explain. But I thought it was probably obvious that, like, they rose from the grave because of the toxicity slash anger uh, of of. Kiki. Kieran. Yeah. Um, which is also a whole different, super problematic thing, but whatever. <laughs> um, I was so over it at that point and realized like we're just we're just doing this and I just have to go through this as fast as I possibly can just to be out of it. So like I will say this. They gave actual reasons, they gave actual through lines that made sense. They wrote a story that is cohesive, which I cannot say about every Pokemon game. Yes. It's Let's a talk about X and Y. Shield. Yeah. Why like, is there they a wrote, very tall 3,000-year-old guy in jail? They wrote a, a cohesive story um, that I'm not that excited to continue. Also, I was surprised that the Blueberry Academy is in Unova. I was oh, like, yeah, hey, okay, we didn't talk Unova about that. Unova confirmed. It- it's a region that exists. <laughs> so for the last... Two years of this game coming out, people were like, Spain is right next to France, and Kalos is right there, and even when you start the game, there's like an area that's connected, and not only do we not go to Kalos, the first DLC is set in Japan, they don't say where, if it's close to Sinnoh or Hoenn or whatever, right? We literally go to as far away as possible, and then the second DLC, they just straight up say, yep, it's connected to Unova. Yep. Neither yep. of these places. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know 
what they're doing with Briar. Greg said, like, I would rather spend the whole DLC with Briar. I would rather spend the whole DLC doing I, I research papers under- with Briar. I don't fully understand her her character. Um, like, obviously, she's a professor. Obviously, she's from Unova. She brought... So, Carmen and... Carmine and Kieran, Kieran. go to the Blueberry Academy. But yep. they're from Kitakami, so that that yep. all that all makes sense. Like that's I get that. Um, so obviously they're students there, and then she is the chaperone who does a very bad job at chaperoning everyone. But like, and then she knows about the books and she knows about the lake. Yep, it's not just knows about. She You're is right. she is descendant of Heath, who wrote the books. Who wrote the book? Oh, I missed that part. So she's descendant of Heath who wrote the book. She's also curious one about terrestrialization being able to be moved through other places in the world and the fact that it exists in Paldea, but it also exists here because of the lake and the crystals up up top that seems to stabilize the phenomenon. She is investigating that and why that is a thing. Um, And it is based out of the completed Violet book of which she has, quote unquote, the original copy choose to believe her because she's cool um, <laughs> okay <laughs> but she is definitely she's supposed to be the descendant she has got the completed book and she's trying to understand how terrestrialization spread to various places and that it seems to be able to stabilize the phenomenon for us to be able to use them in other areas do we think she's um, a bad guy no her eyes look like it though i don't i i think along the lines of a of a Kukui sort of I want to bring these things to other areas and oh, expand. Kukui out. was the but, real bad guy, though. <laughs> but I but also kind of tied to that as I don't really care how we get there. I think there is an element of the end will justify the means with her. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Again, I would have rather have spent my entire time getting to know her and her motivations and studying with her this entire thing. Um, and I'm really hoping that I can just choose to be with her at the Blueberry Academy and those two can fall off into the ocean and drown. I, I think don't it's care more likely the two storylines are going to come together into one. For the record, I don't think we're actually going into Unova. Uh, no, no. I, I think that like what what is what is uh, New York has like a couple islands. I would assume that the Blueberry Academy is just like one of those Blueberry islands sta- is a uh, Staten Island. Yeah, there you go. Sure. Like it, it, it could be anything. It doesn't now. really matter. <laughs> all of all of this geography is already loose. Anyways. Yeah, it's made up. It's, it's an it's underwater giant floating boarding academy. It's there. Right, right. It's isn't, there. It's Atlantis. Isn't Galler like just technically upside down? England or something like that. Technically, yeah. yeah. I mean, or like it's the weird. Crown Tundra is also just like upside down Ireland or something like that. Or not, not Crown Tundra, Isle of Armor. Um, and it, it doesn't matter. I just don't think we're it like walking into Castelia no. City, is what I'm saying. <laughs> no. As no. much as I would like to walk into Castelia City, <laughs> I need them cones, baby. It's been so long. I know. So, uh, I believe people were saying that Kitakami is about 25% the size of Paldea, which feels right, like one-fourth of it. sure. Um, Maybe 26%, who knows. So if we're going to just assume that uh, the biome is probably the same size, uh, that would make sense. But I don't remember seeing a bunch of big buildings or whatever in 
the biome. So I would guess or that the academy or there is a city above the biome or below that you take an elevator into because the second DLC seems very, very battle focused. Mm-hmm. Um, it they they talk about how the Blueberry Academy is this great battling league. There is an actual elite four. This is not like a they, they said this. There the, the there is an elite four yep. in the second one. I'm assuming there is going to be some battle tree or battle tower since that was cut or not cut, but that doesn't exist. And gosh, I can't remember a Pokemon game without a tower of battling. What uh, <laughs> whatever they decide to call it, you know. Um, so I'm assuming that's going to come back, whether that's more advanced, like a Battle Frontier or something. Who knows? I'm I'm assuming there will be something where multiple battles exist. And this seems very flipped from Isle yep. of Armor and Crown Tundra, where they decided to do the battling stuff up front. Also, fun fact, didn't uh, apparently a lot of people didn't know this. There is a whole battle section in the dojo for Isle of Armor where there are 18 very unique, very specific battles of every type against Mustard, and they can be pretty tough. I mean, it kind of depends on RNG, because his Pokemon do change, Um, but you're, like, forced to be like, you bring three bugs, and then Mustard brings whatever he wants. And sometimes he brings three fire Pokemon against your three bugs, and that's a a losing battle, and you just got to go in again and, and hope that... So if you do all all of those battles, you get like a exclusive. It's not that great. You just get a shirt that you can't get anywhere else. But that was like a lot of content. Like obviously, mm-hmm. if you don't like battling, that that's not for you. But the biggest complaint of this DLC is it's too short, which is kind of the worst complaint you can have because if it was bad. You wouldn't care. You're like, oh, it's bad. Yeah. I, I, who cares if it's short? I'm done. I'm already done with it. Like, I only played an hour. I didn't like it. I'm moving on. Um, I think that's my main complaint is I liked it so much. I wanted to do more. And there's there's not a lot. <laughs> I mean, there is like I, like I I put like 15 hours into it. Like I played it a lot this weekend. Um, and I, I mean, I played more than 15 hours, but some of that was Mewtwo. Some of that was old stuff. Uh, but, you know, completed the Pokedex. Did one of the two side quests, did the main story, did a bunch of raids. Uh, I did two new outbreaks. Um, I got a bunch of uh, marks on my Pokemon with the new mark. Like, I, I feel like I got my money's worth. I can easily see somebody just doing the main story, using their Pokemon home to connect and been like, I'm kind of done. And I totally get that. Um, but... I think it, I, th- I think it's a little too short. I think uh, if there was one other thing, but I don't know what that would be that isn't battling because they're they're saving yeah. all the battling for the second one. I mean, mm-hmm. so there's there are hidden like you can you have to like there's the ogre clan to deal with. Like there are I little, didn't finish that. Yeah, I didn't finish that. There are little side things. You know, there's the greatest golden couple in the world that you have to deal with. There's there's the one side mission to get the Pokemon. Like there are little things. Um, but again, I think they are leaning heavily on the exploration to carry the bulk of what you want to do here. And if you don't like doing that, um, there's not a lot to do. So I mean, I have to agree with you. Like, if you don't like Scarlet and Violet, this is not yeah, this oh, is yeah, not yeah. making yeah. This, this is, is not making you like Violet. this game. 
um because it did i was really hoping it would maybe somehow turn a corner for me and it just it just doesn't it just it's like you gave me an offensive story that's short blissfully short that i could get out of it fast um you have a weird mini game that i guess you can play with multiple people for which is cool stuff um there's another million dollar prize for reasons that is the best I guess I guess we 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 said spoilers off limit. There's a uh, there's a million dollar outfit. It is the best outfit in this entire series. It it, it looks good. Um, it feels like you can accessorize it a little bit better. It is not all purple. It is not all orange. <laughs> it actually looks good in the lighting. It's it's the best outfit they've done so far. Uh, <laughs> that's still you know what would have changed actual outfits like i feel like people mm-hmm. like yep. i th- i think of like i i think of <laughs> <laughs> i think of i think i said this like two weeks ago that like i encourage pokemon fans to play other games i think we were talking about raids for that instance of like how the intent for raids are they're supposed to be multiplayer can you do this mm-hmm. stuff single player sure but the intent is you're supposed to be playing with other people and this is, you know, other games do this. Other games have, like, the intent here is multiplayer, the intent here is single player. And sometimes I feel like Pokemon fans get stuck in, like, I'm not used to this. That's okay. Um, and so, like, I do think about, I didn't like Scarlet and Violet. I wish I'd liked it. What could they do to get me to come back? And my review that I, like, posted that is very short is, hey, if you didn't like Scarlet and Violet, this DLC is not going to convince you. And then, Mm -hmm. but then I think like, are there games out there where the DLC did convince slash change and bring people back? And I I do think there are, I I think there's a a handful of that, but I I, I do think that is incredibly rare where a DLC is so good that it brings people back. But I think at the core, that's all, that's what people, the the developers want, right? They know that people bought their game and they want to make a good product to bring people back to it. Um, I think No Man's Sky is a, a weird example because yeah. they they <laughs> yeah. just kept updating it. They didn't actually force anyone to pay, but they did it right. They they launched with a very very bad game. It sold mm. incredibly well. I bought two copies because I'm dumb, and uh, and I I sold both of them before they fixed it. But anytime you talk to somebody with No Man's Sky, I guarantee you the first thing they say is, "Oh, it's so much better now." Like they they did do the work to bring people back. I think the work that the poke that Game Freak could have done is fix the frame rate, address a lot of the bugs, and to their credit, they did address some the outbreaks, uh, the boxes, um, the the other thing we mentioned that I can't remember. They did address some of the bugs, but I think frame rate, ha- graphics, but that's like a huge stretch. But that's not there yet. So, like, if one of your complaints is, like, the game runs like garbage, DLC didn't change that, right? Like, if if you're not super interested in catching Pokemon, DLC's not for you. If you're not really heavy on the story, DLC's not for you. If you only care about the new Pokemon, there's not a lot. <laughs> there's not a lot. No, there are only a few. Uh, like, the minigame is cool. The new raids are... Fun, but again, you have to like raids, and some people just don't like raids. That's fine. Like, I get, I get, I yeah. totally get why people don't like raids. 
um, like the Moshi that they introduced, I actually don't love. I don't like when the Pokemon, I don't like when Game Freak introduces new items that are just the same item. Yeah. Like, I, I could not figure out why these were, I could not, I still cannot figure out why they're being added. Like the only one that makes sense is the one that resets your EVs. That one makes complete right. sense. It's brand new item. It's great. But like we have so those that don't know, Moshi gives you the Moshi that you earn from Ogre Ousting. Is that what it's called? Ogre Ousting. Oh yeah, Ogre mm-hmm. Ousting. Gives you 10 EVs per Moshi. So 10 HP, 10 attack, whatever, when it ma- whatever color is what. This already exists. They're just vitamins. And yeah, the vitamins give you 10. Now, there's a different thing that are called feathers, and feathers give you one. Mm-hmm. So this is helpful if you have something that's like 152. That is 15 vitamins and then two feathers. Like that's, And all of this stuff needs to be divisible by four. That's why um, like 170 doesn't work. 160 does, 180 does, 170 does not. That's why you need the feathers to tweak it. Yep. This is all just for competitive people. So, like, yep. why is Moshi 10? Why would it not be, like, even if it was 4, that would be like, okay, I see what yeah. you're doing. What Or if it was 20, okay, I could see what you're doing. But, like, the, the argument against me was like, well, I have to buy vitamins. I don't have to buy this. Like, yeah, I guess, yeah, I mean, but you don't that's have the to one. Five, five. That's the one argument for them, but at that point... But there's just, only one minigame. But have them just be vitamins. Like, adding <laughs> another Right, yeah, item, just have them reward you vitamins then. Like. Vitamins. Like, having them... When I looked at it, I'm like, oh, what are these doing? I'm like, oh, these are just free vitamins, but... They're not... <laughs> They made them a different item, which now clogs up my screen more for no good reason. So confusing. For no good reason. It's like at this point, get rid of rare candy. We don't need it anymore. Like you have, (laughs) like, why would, like, yeah, somebody's going to be like, well, experience candy is only like X amount of experience. It's like, uh, yeah, I know. I get it. But also just get rid of rare candy. It's not that, it's, it's not that deep. Like the fact that we have like, Sea incense and mystic water and water plate, they all do the same thing. It's all just 20% water thing. Like, I mean, the incenses are supposed to be useful in breeding. Sure, but again, yes. <laughs> yes like, we don't need an item that does that either. We could just have baby Pokemon appear without having to jump through 14 loops and different ways to make it up. Like, come on. You could maybe argue in like a competitive sense where you're limited one item per, you could be like, well, I need, I need wave incense on them. And then I need mystic water on them. And if they were the same item, I could only like, yeah, I guess, I guess, but there are so many other items to use. Like, ah, I mean, I don't think in the history of competitive there has been a big <laughs> I don't think there's water. ever been a team that needed both <laughs> items. Like, I don't think that's a thing. That could be like, a thing one day. I don't. I just don't love. Let's add more items that do the same thing. I don't, it, yeah, like, I don't yeah. like it. Either. I don't see how that benefits anyone in the player base. Like, if anything, I I think of the average Pokemon player being like, "There's so much stuff. I don't know what it does." There is there like like there are, oh more quality of life changes uh you can sort the TM stuff by learnable only for your pokemon mm-hmm. you do not need to pay the $40 for that that's great see i'm talking about all these like quality of life changes 
but they're just not enough, I don't think, to bring somebody back. And I hope that the second DLC is that. I hope that, like, the second DLC... Like, if the second DLC is as as short as this, will I be happy personally? Yeah, I like Pokemon, and I do like Scarlet and Violet, um, minus all the issues. I do like the games. I don't think they're the best Pokemon games, but they're fun. But I don't think that that would be satisfactory. Like, this second DLC almost has to be double this DLC to make it feel valuable. This DLC is just a little shallow. Yeah. It is. I don't expect any more from the next one. (laughs) I don't either. (laughs) I expect them to finish up Scarlet and Violet in a way that I'm probably going to be happy with. But but even even going to what you said, Hannah, which made me more excited for the 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 second part, because I didn't I didn't put in correlation that the lake was the Terra Lake. Um, Yep. How can they wrap up this whole story in like another three hours? I don't think they can. We do know that the story took me six hours, but yeah, I mean, we do know that they that. After the main sort of Elite Four events of Blueberry Academy, they do say we go back to Area Zero to continue the Mm -hmm. story. So the hope is that it's a slightly longer storyline so that they can encompass both easily. At this point, hoping that the... Carmen and Kieran storylines 30 minutes and they both get crushed by some crane and then we all move on happy with our lives. There would and be cranes in Unova. They're always building stuff out there. They're always cranes. They're yeah. always building something. A cotton calendar just is, falls out is, of the sky. Yeah. Um, and then we can get onto things that are interesting. Um, we do know that they are going to do an entire section that that is exploring with Briar and the Area Zero stuff. So I have hope that at least they're going to do some justice to that. I have less hope because they really didn't do a lot of explanation at the end of Legends Arceus that that was cohesive and coherent. Um, Legends Arceus did some stuff better in general as well, though. These were different teams. I'm yeah. liking the way they're doing story in Scarlet and Violet overall. Legends kind of fell apart at the end. Yeah, Legends falls real apart at, at the end. And Pokemon has a history of falling apart at the end. Oh, yeah. And just mm-hmm. in a ton of games. Unless you're X and Y, you very, fall apart right at the beginning. <laughs> I am I am concerned that they won't. I am but hopeful that they will. Line. The fact that they brought it up in this first DLC gives me so much more hope. Yeah, hope is, hope is easily crushed I, by I, the Pokemon I, company. I still think the second <laughs> DLC... Comes out in November, which is very soon. And the reason I think that is because I don't think... I think it, it's always been targeted towards November. I think that every company, whether they're video game or not, wants their product to come out before Black Friday. Yep. And I am sure that they have already manufactured a bunch of discs or a bunch of cartridges and a bunch of boxes like they did for the Sword and Shield final release, which was, here are both DLCs on the cartridge yep. for $80, oh, absolutely. and yeah. we're going to put it in Target, and that's going to sell very well. Because Ma- because whether or not, uh, like, there's a reason why Fortnite and Apex Legends are on the shelf at Target. It's not because they need to be, they're, they're, they're free games. Why are they on the shelf? Because, like, being on a shelf is incredibly important in retail. 
And so mm-hmm. you spend the $20, you get the free game, but really all you're doing is you're getting a $20 gift card. Grandma yep. doesn't know how to give you a gift card for Christmas. She knows how to walk into Walmart and buy something on a shelf that you asked for. And she's going to well, do also, that. Also, people like giving physical things as gifts, mm-hmm. right? Like, here's an email printout of a digital code. <laughs> Does not make a person's heart sing. If it's wrapped in like five boxes, it can. Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) Are you one of those people, Hannah? Are you one of those people? That whole process of like it's in the last box. At that point, I'm like, you know what? The entire thing's going in the trash. I don't care. No. Why would you do this Greg's to Greg's anger fun. for the character storyline in Scarlet and Violet is my anger when I have to open more than one <laughs> box for a gift. My family definitely definitely does it. Uh, definitely a thing. I, I still the, think... Okay, the one thing that makes me... I will say this one story, because this still makes me laugh to this day is one Christmas there is a package that appeared under the Christmas tree that was for my mother. And the person that said, to Joyce from the one that loves you most. All of us, not my mom, were trying to figure out who that was. She gave it to herself. <laughs> oh, that's pretty clever. <laughs> Dang, you didn't like, tell me your I mom was myself cool. the most. <laughs> I'm like, fair, mom absolutely fair you drove us crazy for an entire month trying to figure out who this person was because when it wasn't my dad <laughs> that was a scandal dang your mom's tight uh, oh she has she's crafty <laughs> i still think it I, th- I still think it's gonna come out in november i i think it's probably going to come up before thanksgiving yeah the week before thanksgiving to get the Black Friday stuff hit. Uh, because, uh, again, maybe some of you listening aren't parents or don't have kids. Parents want to go out once during the holiday season. They want to get all their shopping done. They don't want to think about it again. And let me tell you, if it's a kid wanting a Pokemon game, the parents have known this kid wants the Pokemon game since December 26th. They, 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 they have known for the last year what the kid wants for Christmas. They want to go out once. They want to buy everything well before christmas to get it so i think there is I, I i i think they're aiming for november i have no proof of that if i'm wrong cool i'll put on my linkedin that i was wrong that's fine that doesn't mean i don't think the first dlc was delayed like i still do think that that should have been like a june july mm-hmm. release i wonder if things were cut in kitakami to like okay we got the storyline done we got everything we wanted to accomplish put it out let's focus on the the i hopefully the bigger dlc to complete the package there are things in kitakami that like i feel like something should be here like this shouldn't be a completely empty field why are there like this spot looks like a pokemon should spawn in like a regigigas or a a a, a rayquay like whatever like like what it, why why does this exist why are there so many like little Zelda like, haha, you found me. Like, why are there so many of these in Kitakami that don't do anything? I don't know if things were cut. It, it does seem a little empty, especially compared to like compared to Crown Tundra and Isle of Armor. Yeah, this is this is bottom like of things to do. And then I would say mm-hmm. Isle of Armor would be next. And then I would say Crown Tundra would be up mm-hmm. there. Uh, and. For a game that needed more time because they delayed it, why is there less things to do? 
And if that time was spent fixing boxes, fixing the the raids, fixing, that's fine. I'm totally okay with that. Like people are always like, "Do you want to see a good a third DLC?" No, I want to see a fixed game. I want to see a fixed game <laughs> that I can continue yeah. playing for two more years. Like I don't need a third DLC with the same problems that I'm going to like come on the show and be like, "Yep, frame rate's still not cool." We're we're going to Castellia, third DLC. Good thing everyone in the town's running at four frames a second. Like I don't want that. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I, like to I all the people that are like, man, fans. when are we going to back to Kalos? Why do you want that? Like, why do you want Kalos at 14 frames a second? Don't you want like a good, like good running version of Kalos? Don't you finally want to go back to Kalos when things are like a hundred percent working, fixed? Mm-hmm. They have a bunch of time. Like, uh, uh, like if I have to eat my words and like there is a third DLC and we do finally go to Kalos. That doesn't sound great in this current state. <laughs> no. Like it's it's hard because I think one of the more frustrating things is we are well into the life cycle of this game and it is hard to argue against people at this point that talk about it and, and Game Freak in a very negative way. And point to this game as proof. And I have to be like, yeah, the frame rate is terrible. No, they haven't fixed it. No, they haven't fixed these things. You are valid in those specific criticisms, not in the criticism as a whole. But that is not that is not an Internet viable conversation to have because that level of nuance can't exist in in the written short exchanges that people have on the Internet. And it is fresh like. I would love to have things brought up into like I like remakes when they bring them into a modern game, having gone back and played yellow and being like, this game is virtually unplayable because all of the all of the life improvements are gone and I'm moving at two frames a second, slowly trudging through this town. When they bring them into a new style and they bring them into a new switch and it runs better and all the life improvements are there and you can re-experience a game with all of the improvements that is very warming and comforting to me right like when they digitally remaster an album that you know a million times and is like listening to it fresh for the first time because you hear things again those are all wonderful warming experiences and that is what i want from remakes like it's part of the reason why Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl were so disappointing because they just didn't really get us there. It did not feel like it was a fresh new take and upgrade to this. It just felt like this is a game with slightly better graphics, but just terrible gameplay. Faithful remake, they called it. Faithful. It was a faithful remake. So, like, (laughs) I understand the desire to see games that are your favorites brought into a modern era with modern things. Not where we're at with Scarlet and Violet. No, I do not. This isn't the time to do that. And this isn't the engine to do it. And it's not fixed. I think I think the other interesting thing is like when like the, the frame rate is like really bad. Uh, we, we've said it like every every week for the last eight months. But like it's it's almost not surprising. And I, I feel like the, the thing I hear is like Pokemon games got real bad after gen 5 which is i i always think is funny I, because uh yeah. it has as 
let's not let's not not rewrite history of how much Gen Five was hated. It is the most hated fr- series in the entire franchise. Sales numbers prove this. Twitter was not a real thing when Gen Five came out. Like, but I was there. Greg was there. I I'm not sure if Hannah remembered. <laughs> but I, I was I was podcasting I, w- when Gen 5 came out. It was by far the most hated Pokemon game ever. That being said, if like I, I think somebody commented like, man, old Pokemon games didn't have these issues. And I want to oh. just remind everyone. <laughs> I just want to remind everyone that before this golden era, which some people dub as Gen 5 and before. There was this game called Diamond and Pearl, and it ran so miserable that when you saved your game, it said the words saving a lot of data, and it would take like a full minute. And Gen 3 and Gen 5 saved in mere seconds. Platinum also saved in seconds. When you attack, like, Watch somebody go go on Twitch or go on YouTube. Watch somebody play a non-sped up version of Heart Gold, Soul Silver, or original Diamond and Pearl, and watch those HP bars. Watch them because I guarantee you, probably most of those people playing it are playing some sort of emulator. Which we, you know, I don't emulate anything. Just Nintendo. I know sometimes you listen, not me. Uh, they're all sped up. They're all sped up because those games ran so slow and sluggish mm-hmm. they ran terrible so like again hey. this is not defending game freak like go back to gen one you can break that game so fast so instantly missing no very famous everyone loved it duplicate your master ball a million times like like every single pokemon game i could sit here on the show and nitpick to death they all there have was issues a berry glitch in ruby and sapphire that they had to put out a different game or you had to go to a mall tour or you had to, to mail f- them your game game to get a physical patch they lit- to fix the game like no game is bug free right like no n- there is not a game that like there's no game is bug free nothing is bug free something always happens this is an issue of what our vision and expectations are and what the expectations of games that exist in this time period there is a stark mismatch of what other things are able to do and what this one is able to do and we can talk about that what our expectations are based off of equipment other games other a lot of other things and what we're getting in this game but to say like oh back in the day they never had pr-. no look seriously watch a health bar in half of those older games that takes you 17 hours to get to zero in a one-hit ko where you're like i'm literally aging to death for for the record adino dies for the record i want the frame rate fix <laughs> i oh absolutely <laughs> for the record i don't like my expectations are a game that sells 25 million copies should have an acceptable frame rate. Like th- those are my expectations. Mm-hmm. I think those are a lot of the people's expectations. I'm just saying like, this is not new. Uh, also mm-hmm. to the people that are like, I can't believe they're selling us back a hundred Pokemon for $40. Again, not new. Not they new. did this in gen three. You wanted first off, Boom, cut. You can't have any Gen 2 or 1 Pokemon. You want a a reminder to people that their breeding was in Gen 3. Uh, Here's a reminder. 
Ruby and Sapphire, you could breed. All the po- you want Illumise and Volbeat? You could breed them. Don't know why you would be doing that, but that's my example. Illumise, Volbeat, you want to put them two in the daycare and breed them? Do you know what Pokemon wasn't in Gen 3? I'm talking about breeding. Ditto. If mm-hmm. you wanted Ditto in Ruby and Sapphire, you had to buy another game, either Fire Red, Leaf Green, or Emerald. And then you yep. had to get a $10 link cable or have a friend and move that ditto over. You wanted other Pokemon missing? Well, there were two games that you could buy on a whole different console called Colosseum and Gale of Darkness. This is not the first, and again, I'm not like defending this, but this is not the first time the Pokemon company has taken Pokemon away from us and then have put it into something that you need to rebuy again. This is their entire strategy for 27 <laughs> years. That's what they do. So uh, I'm only talking to the people who are like, they never did this in the past. They did. You are they just uh, using a bad faith argument right now. They, they did do, they have been doing this. Like, they're not getting rid of version exclusives. They're not getting rid of trade exclusives. They're not getting rid of the fact that, like, in the future, they'll have this Pokemon over this Pokemon. Do you know why? Th- that has been their entire business structure for almost 30 years now. They're not... T- it, and it works. Unfortunately, it works very well. Sword and Shield has sold a lot of copies. This game has sold a lot of copies. It's not changing. I'm still surprised Legends Arceus was one game. Still a huge shocker, honestly. <laughs> if anything, that might have been the most surprising thing this company has done in 25 years, is put out one copy of Legends Arceus. Yeah, that still is wild. <laughs> I will say, if you did not buy the DLC and the things we said earlier convinced you to go back, fixed boxes, fixed outbreaks, fixed area zero Pokemon, you do not need to buy the DLC to bring in Furret or your Spinarak or your other old Pokemon into the game. You don't need to buy the DLC. You also don't need to buy the DLC to participate in those raids. So if somebody is hosting a Cramorant raid, you can join it. You don't need the DLC to do that. Again, to all the people argue, like saying like these Pokemon are behind a paywall, I just want to remind you that these games are not free. You do have to spend, at this point, $60 to get into Scarlet and Violet. I guess $60 buys you 400 Pokemon. But as for the DLC Pokemon, they're not... Uh, sure, you have to spend $40 to experience that new content, but if you want Duskull or Dusclops... You, you can trade them in from Pokemon Home. You can trade them to other people. You can jump into raids. You do not need to spend the money to get those Pokemon back. Uh, also, Cramorant, when he follows you, he makes little tippy-tappies with his feet. And he's by far still the best Pokemon in the entire world. Uh, and that in itself has made the DLC $40 worth it to Scarlet players. It is not worth it to Violet players. Because Cramorant nope. is a version <laughs> exclusive for some reason. I told you at the start of this eight months ago i play violet you play scarlet i messed up i messed up me scarlet's that. been the better version the entire time 100 percent. that is you, the real issue with this i told you and once again you didn't listen to me i'm so mad that i gotta play through scarlet now it's fine i'm like just gotta beat the elite four uh still no roses so this game can suck eggs <laughs> Uh, 
okay, a couple like just minor speculation things. Uh, I think number one is Diplin works with Eviolite. Take that for what it's worth. Mm. If you don't know what Eviolite does, it doubles your defenses if you are not a fully evolved Pokemon. And this has been tested. I don't yeah. think it's an issue. I don't think it's a bug. But Diplin does work with Eviolite. I think this is probably intentional. Like they they want us to know that Diplin's going to evolve. Uh, somebody was saying that Diplin or Applin or something. There's like two worms inside it. Yeah, there are two in Diplin. Oh, there there are two worms in Diplin. In Diplin. Yeah. Yes, but not Applin. No, Applin's one worm, but Diplin is two. So that would make sense. The, then there would be two... Tech- well, the worm is the dragon. That's the, the, the gimmick. Yeah. So apparently Diplin is supposed to evolve, I guess. The other speculation is there's actually somebody in charge of the Loyal Three. And mm, yep. if, you, oh. if you look at that weird cutscene thing they did, which... Oh, is that the first time they've did like a cutscene to tell a story? I mean, besides the... like. Beginning of Paldea, they kind of did that. They didn't have that in Crown Tundra or Isle of Armor, did they? Where they like... I mean, it depends on what you're considering. Well, it's not a really good... It's like a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've done that before. Okay, yeah, okay. they've I, done it in X and yeah. Y. They did it in X oh, and yeah, Y. Oh, they, they did, did they did. So, There's not even like, a story there, and they did it. Um, yeah, like, that's not uncommon. So but appara- there is at least one NPC that talks about it maybe being their trainer. The figure that's on the placards. The figure on the placards. There's a human with yeah. the with the loyal three. Oh, hmm. Because there's a human with Ogre Pond, and there's a human with the loyal three. Mm-hmm. I'd have to relook. So apparently, or, in the in the PowerPoint presentation, there's a fourth thing with next to the loyal three, and then people are so. Oh, the crypto lady. We didn't talk about her. Oh, we didn't talk about the crypto lady. So there's one <sighs> shop in Kitak. Well, there's technically two shops. The the shop by uh, Millennial Nurse Joy. Yeah. Uh, she she tells you she doesn't accept LP, but if you keep bothering her about it, not only does she bring up that she doesn't trust cryptocurrencies, she eventually yeah. buys in and then lets you use LP. You just have to keep bothering her about it. You just have to keep bugging her. <laughs> and but her, yeah, and no. Her, I uh, the minute she said I don't trust cryptocurrency, I said. Same, sister. So I've never used LP in this entire game. There's a lot of little things about this DLC, like her, the Hoot Hoot Cave, that like really excel the murder shack that sells syrup incredibly <laughs> off-putting. But anyways, so people are speculating that there's, in front of her booth, there's like a pink doll, and they think that is the Loyal 3's leader. And there's like a screenshot of that pink doll and it kind of lines up with the PowerPoint that you can only barely see the fourth thing. So I have no clue. Take that with mm. a grain of salt. Yeah, that's also, a there, grain of salt. Also, the, 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 the Twitter account that's always wrong but then sometimes right also tweeted that one of Ogre Pond's masks was supposed to be ghost. That's... It wasn't. They were wrong. I should make a Twitter account documenting how many times they're wrong <laughs> because it's way more than they're right. People only remember them being right. Anyways. Confirmation bias. Take with that with a grain of salt. There is a really weird pink thing in front of her booth. If anything, 
it does stand out. Like, I don't, why, why is this here? Another interesting thing about her booth is if you zoom in, like, there are Pikachu and Eevee, like, crackers or chips. Those are, like, real things that you can buy in Japan. So that's kind of cool that mm-hmm. you can see that there are, like, real things. Um, also, if you're catching the Loyal 3, I don't know if this works or not. But the only booth that sells ramen in the festival gives you Catch Power Poison 2. I don't think that's a coincidence. I don't know if Catch Power with the Loyal 3. I mean, they're all poison. I used it. I caught all of them under five minutes. So, I don't know. Confirmation bias there. I am <laughs> so over catch rates. I am. Can we just be done? That, that's Can why I'm telling you to get the Catch Power. Be done. Catch Power 2. <laughs> See, Can Greg didn't use be- it, and they're mad. I did use it. It went really well. Uh, I'm not mad. I, I didn't <laughs> use it. I didn't use it, and it took me five minutes for each. But also, if I have it at one hit point and paralyzed, it still, it is, this whole catch rate thing is just dumb. It is dumb at this point. Just end it. Just end it. Like, it is so refreshing in raids to have a one hit catch. Like, I'm going to get it. That is that does not diminish my experience in any way. Just let me catch these things in a ball that I want. It has been nearly 30 years of catch rates. End it. Be done. Let's just be done. They don't serve any purpose anymore. It's not up. It's never been a fun mechanic. It's not ever going to be a fun mechanic. It would be a fun mechanic in my eyes if there was more than one way to catch. Sleeping and false swiping everything is not this is the argument we had with let's go pikachu let's go eevee where people were like i miss battling pokemon to catch them i was like why you're just gonna yeah. you're just gonna you're just gonna spore them and then false swipe them and then do the same thing i'm doing right now which is just huck pokeballs until it's caught until it catches and like it's not like it's not well, an like, exciting and if thing you anymore. want some sort of strategy like maybe like one out of 400 pokemon you're bringing a pokemon with damp and maybe like three out of 400 pokemon you're bringing a pokemon with soak so you can do the same thing which is spore and false swipe like <laughs> if anything in let's go pikachu we cut out half of that battle anime like yeah we, we saved some time there if there were moves that were like this Pokemon can only learn this move, and this move makes it where it's easier to catch grass Pokemon. That would be more interesting, because then I would, like, think about what Pokemon I would be bringing to catch. I think SOS was maybe the closest we got to that, of, like, yeah, um, the catch stuff. Uh, other thing that we didn't mention that was new was the selfie stick. They did fix <laughs> the camera. So they actually did a couple fixes for the camera. Number one is you don't have to hide the overlay to take a picture. If you just take a picture, the overlay won't be included in the photo, which is great. Um, the other thing is you can tell Pokemon to stand still, uh, yep. which is great. Both of those do not require the $40 DLC. Man, if you're listening to this podcast and you're watching it on YouTube, uh, now is your time to comment your favorite thing that you liked in the DLC. And Why? Why? Why do we need a selfie stick and a phone that flies? We cannot answer that question. This podcast is too long. But if you did spend the $40, you get the selfie stick, uh, which is not the free thing. Um, But you can take better photos. Uh, Like the photos are genuinely more interesting and better. And uh, the other thing is this DLC adds a lot of emotes. And some of the emotes. Oh, a lot of emotes. And some of the emotes are like behind like little, very, very little like side things, like show me a Pokemon <laughs> or like. But they're they're like cool. Like I didn't think that they, they were gonna do that, but there are new emotes. Yeah. 
um, which is DLC, $40 for new emotes, $40 for selfie stick. Um, they're cool. Taking pictures is actually more fun now. Way more they fun. They succeeded at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way, like, way, 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 way more it, fun. I still won't do it, but the one time that I had to, I was like, okay, cool. My very last thing, and then I'm done talking, we can end the show, is I still think trainers in an open world needs to be addressed. And I don't know how that has to be addressed. It works really well in a linear game. Works mm-hmm. super well in a linear game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, 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 I could sit here and I can overlevel in Viridian Forest and then I can destroy everything and then eventually it'll catch up with me. I get it. There are so many trainers scattered around Kitakami and there are two types. There are the, the little kids who send out Geodude. Also, okay, for, okay, with the exception of the Geodude kid who uses self-destruct on both his Geodudes, that kid's tight. <laughs> I love that kid. He's awesome. But He's got like, a strategy. Somebody was somebody said like, "Man, I wish I wish they're I wish they were level 100." And I was like, "What would be the difference between a level 70 Surskit and a level 100 Surskit be?" Nothing. Like they're all using like Surskit, Geodude, Sentrant, Spinarak. They're using yeah. the Pokemon there. None of them are yeah. challenging. Now no. you could. The weird thing about the both deals, like all three DLCs, are you are you you've already played the game for six plus months, and so therefore you probably have a very powerful team because you beat the you beat the champion. You continued playing. You probably have a handful of a hundred po- level one hundred Pokemon. You could be like. Well, I'm going to box those Pokemon, I'm going to catch what's here, and then I'm going to battle. Catching a level 67 Sentrant, evol- le- leveling it up once to fur it, and then battling a level 70 Surskit is not interesting. No. And get, also, putting it's, them- so, <laughs> it's so weird to have, like, here's a Bellsprout that's leveled 950. I'm like, <laughs> what is happening in this region? Like, like, it's cool that the Pokemon are high levels, and it's... But I don't like. I want to. I would love to sit down and be like, well, "How do you want people to play?" If you want people to catch the Pokemon here and then use that, then d- do something like do like a storyline thing. Like your box is locked until you get to this part of the game. Like people wouldn't Here's like that, a, but we're going to a new region, and your Pokemon have to be quarantined until it's proven that they're not bringing <laughs> foreign diseases, and you have to catch only locals. Okay, but e- even even that. This this isn't even a DLC problem, but like even the trainers in Paldea are kind of pointless to battle. Like none mm-hmm. of them are particularly. Um, they don't really say anything well. They don't really have any unique Pokemon. They don't really give you that much money or that much experience. So like they made there there, there is an exception with like the Ogre Clan. Yeah, um, the Ogre Clan. They have. I think they all have like four or five Pokemon. They all have like a theme. I think there's yep. eight, maybe Ogre Clan members. I've only there's seven. Seven. I've only battled like three or four. Um, and even so, I was walking around with level 100 Pokemon that um, I was just getting ribbons on. I was like, "Here's my Glastrier from VGC that already had all five ribbons. Let me get some more ribbons. Here's my Mighty Mew that has like five ribbons. Let me get more ribbons on it. Here's my um, Antique Sinisty that I caught. Let me get the ribbons on that. So none of these Pokemon are. Like, I literally just transferred them in, had the default movesets, which are all bad when you transfer it in. I think Glastrier knew, like, four normal-type moves and literally nothing else, and it's an ice Pokemon. <laughs> like it has, And, like, 
<laughs> I'm just crushing bell sprouts and I'm just like destroying trainers with Sentret. And it's and I'm thinking like, well, maybe I should box these Pokemon, but like I don't want to catch a bell sprout or a Sentret and then level it up and use those. That doesn't sound fun either. Um and then when I was battling the Ogre clan, I was like, oh cool, they have like held items. Seems like they maybe are EV trained. They definitely have a strategy. Mm-hmm. But also, like, I'm going to chilling name my way to victory here, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they fix... I, I think they fix that by, Trainers... like, forcing you to be the same level. So, like, Battle <sighs> battle Tower, right? Yeah. Or, like, Mustard. I think Mustard, the Mustard battles I mentioned earlier were the same. Like, I think almost if they want something like that, just say that the, you know, they're 80. If you're 82 or 100, you go up down to 80. Like, I don't think every battle needs to be that. Like, it's very clear that there are some filler battles. That's fine. Like, you could go in here with, like, a, you know, if you didn't beat the game, those trainers make sense because those Pokemon would be a way lower level and you can experience that. I totally get that. But then have the opposite. Like, these trainers are here for, you know, somebody who just wants to experience the DLC. They're just here for filler. Um, but these these ogre people... Sounds offensive. The ogre clan, uh, <laughs> the ogre clan. There, there, there was clearly thought put into their teams, but like, how am I supposed to know what level they are? And like, mm-hmm. my teams are already level one hundred because I played through the game. So, do you want me to catch different Pokemon and then get them to eighty? And then it seems very. It seems like I have to do so much work as a player. Yeah. To be like, I'm okay, and I'm I'm doing it right. In, There's no right in, way you, if you want to crush them with hundred. In the 100. era of raid and candy, Which wild awesome. trainers just don't make sense anymore. When it was the best way to level Pokemon, like you wanted to find, and like Verse Seeker was a thing because I need to level Pokemon, and I have to do that grind. That that grind doesn't exist anymore. So. The way I see them fixing trainers is that trainers out in the world need to have some sort of story to them that's giving you a lore bit of interest, something that you are learning from them that makes interacting with them worthwhile. That's not just, I like shorts, and now I'm going to battle you. Like They need to be cool. side quests I, more than just yeah. battles. They need to be there needs to now be some bigger purpose for them being there other than filling empty space, which is honestly what it feels like. Like I'm in a barren patch and there's a person there's that one I'm guy standing here. I'm going to give a <laughs> wide berth because I do not want to waste my time in a level 60 battle when I have all 100s. I don't care. I don't care. I'm not doing this again. This DLC is not battle heavy. And I, 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 I just think that like. We're in this weird open world Pokemon now, and the things that were working in the past are not working here. And I don't know how they fix it. Um, I I think you know I I think the the battles I had the most fun with were the three Titan battles, and it was because even though I was level one hundred, they had so much health that they could still set up and do something. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was more interesting. Are they cheat? Are they quote unquote cheating? Like the cars in in Paldea? Yeah, sure. But like it's yeah. it's still fun. Like like knocking out the monkey Dory was significantly more fun than crushing twelve trainers with Surskit. Like, um, like I I was like, oh, 
I kind of wish my moveset was better here from this glass rear because I don't double edge ain't working out too well. <laughs> 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 but like they can do and like the interesting thing about the Titan stuff is I, I actually don't know what level they were. I'm assuming like the monkey Dory was level like 70 or, or yeah, something. I think because th- when you I catch mean, them, they're 70. But like the Titan battle never shows you the level. No. And which is fine. Like and I almost feel like that's how battles should be except again i think you're okay with having filler battles for people who just started the game want to go to the dlc right away the pokemon are lower level i get that but then the higher end battles of the ogre people still feel off they feel challenging enough but they still feel like you're asking me to do work to change my team to be on their level when you can i don't know when I can overlevel and it doesn't matter. Yeah, and you know the argument is like, well, that's your choice for overleveling. I totally get right. that, but like, it, it's the thing is, is the one thing I will knock about both DLCs is when they make the DLC the first one capable if you start the game fresh and you're going there at level fifteen. When they are trying to straddle that, we don't know when you're going to come here. Mm-hmm. It it the DLC suffers a little bit because it feels really weird when you're high level to be running into these basic Pokemon at these wild levels. Bellsprout at level eighty. It also feels really weird to leave your main storyline to do a whole side quest island to come back to your main storyline. It feels weird in Sword and Shield, and it I can guarantee it will feel weird to do it here. Um, and I don't know how they fix that disconnect to make it like they clearly want to make it accessible for people who are getting the completed the complete game new um complete heavily in quotes like it's a finished game and they added dlc like understand that i'm saying all parts that they've put out as complete um so i i think those are just those are just design decisions that I think the Pokemon company needs to really ruminate on and figure out what a better play experience is given those limitations. And this isn't it for me right now. It's fine. It, it, it feels off every time. Like I just replayed all of sword and it felt off when I went to Isle of armor at level 15 because I couldn't get every everywhere also because I didn't have oh, a you bike didn't that can go the on bike. water. Um, so it felt really weird to be there, to be like, I'm gated off, but also I'm here and I can do some, like, it felt weird. And this also feels weird. And it feels weird to go there after when they're all like, here's a Geodude that's level 5,000 and <laughs> it's only knows explode. Or like all the coughings that are level 60 that all know self-destruct moves. <laughs> and it's like, how is this fun? They also know this is weird. <laughs> The best timing yeah, get- is probably right after you beat the main game, before you've done a whole ton of raids, before you've leveled up everything to level 100. That's when this DLC fits in right. the best. Yeah. But the problem like- is it came out months after. Yeah. Again, I think I think there's a deeper conversation to have where people are like, ah, I wish the gym leaders level scaled. And I don't agree with that. Um, and I, I could spend an hour of why I don't agree with that, but because you've beaten the game 
and you've done all of these raids, uh, I'm thinking of a person that's coming back and they're doing Mewtwo and they're doing Delphox and they're doing Scorbunny, Cinderace, and they're playing every day. And then to go into the DLC six months, eight months later, and then the best trainers are level 80, they're asking you to give up your team not asking, but maybe insinuating that you give up your team to go kind of down to their level to make it challenging, which you can do. Yep. But like and at I least know a lot at, of people that are like, this is my new Kitakami team. But at least with the, the first part, you're not uh, level 100 right away. You're, you're working and you're building that. So like if you go to Iono first and she crushes you, you're like, I got to come back later. If you accidentally missed the bug type gym leader, and you go over there, you're like, I did the work here and I crushed them because I missed them. And that's like, fine. That happens in like Fallout and Elden Ring and all that stuff of like, oh, this area is like way lower. I missed it. I crush everything here. But but like there is no other. The, you just go in crushing everyone because you have all because it's just been so long mm-hmm. uh, of that. So if anything, I, why don't they just set them out? Like I said, like there's no point in setting the Surskit to level 100 obviously it's a surf kit but like why just why not just set the ogre clan to level 100 and then if you got destroyed by them the raids give you so much yeah, candy come like, back that's just come yeah, back it's I, not that big of a deal like I, I i don't like as somebody who loves building pokemon and building teams and seeing all the new pokemon it just feels weird to be like okay i'm going to get them specifically to 80 to battle them but all but my also, good Pokemon like, are... If you had to build for that, it also makes the mochi make more sense and be useful. Like, there yeah, are more interactions but then you also have to, there. like, look up that they're... Like, I don't... Are they all 80? I'm assuming they're all 80. The, I the, think they are. I don't the, know. I've only done four. Um, But, like, at a certain point, then you're looking stuff up, and that feels weird, too, of, like, oh, well, yeah. well I'm going to see their team. I'm going to know what they are. I don't know. It, 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 it's... The, the, I guess the nice thing is you can do that if you want to. The game's not forcing you. But, like, there's only eight of them. I don't know. Make them level 100. It's not that big of a deal. Like, you clearly put thought into their team order. They're, 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 they're clearly holding items. It, uh, it's, it's a little silly. Yeah, I, 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 I think there are some design philosophy things that need to be thought out heavily going forward. Um, overall, I like the DLC. I was a fan of it. Sounds like Hannah liked it. Sounds yep. like Greg hated it. That's, you know, that's it is what it is. <laughs> I, I, I say this. It's a solid okay for me. I don't regret buying it. It's pretty good. I don't regret. I, I would be where you are at if I didn't find that storyline so offensive and so deeply, deeply troubling. Sure, um, sure, sure. I, can, I, can, I, to- I totally get why you don't like it. Um, um, but, but, like, I think... For a DLC, it's I get I would t- as I told everybody, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not going to make you love this game. It's not doing anything shocking. Yeah, it's it is just fine. It's just more yeah. of the same game. I was hoping for a couple big surprises and. Fixing bugs was actually a nice <laughs> yeah. surprise, but I mean, that was not the surprise. The that was not the gameplay surprise I was uh, I was uh, expecting. Anyways, uh, well, thank you for listening. Thank you for making it to the end. Um, if you're listening on y- YouTube, uh, 
please comment, like, subscribe. That really helps out. If you're listening to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leaving us a review would really help us out. I feel like I've been bad at saying leave us a review. Um, and if you made it to the end, just thank you. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, there's some more stuff to talk about with uh, the 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 Kieran, Kieran uh, Carmen and Cameron Cameron. Kiki, Kieran, you had Kieran. it. You had Kieran. it right. Oh, I had you it right. Had it right there, are, there are some actual cool lore things about their teams, uh, but we can talk about those next week. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Super looking forward to more story about the Terra Crystals. Effective. I want to hang out with Briar. <laughs> I want all the hot gossip. There are some great. There are some great women that I would love to brunch with in this region. Let's go and make it happen. Mimosas are on me, ladies. This podcast is brought to you by Patreon. A huge shout out to our Patreon supporters, starting with Kay, Catherine, Stuart, Tony, Matthew, Brady, Jessica, Spencer, Brian, Bovine, Stephen, Chris, Josh, Fumes, and Yarny. Thank you all for your support. And if you too would like to support us on Patreon, you can head it over to patreon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. Thanks for all your support. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next week.